Welcome back. Did you watch Welcome Back Carter as a child, Ryan? Uh, no, I, I've Me heard either. of it, but I've never Me actually too. seen it. Oh, I've seen a couple of episodes, but I don't just—I didn't really just dive into it. Mm. Anyway, y'all listen to us, so welcome back. I welcome. am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare, and we are your two favorite friendly neighborhood guys and Negroes back we for are. your favorite podcast, the Jigsaw Podcast, mm-hmm. where we talk about all things, but in particular, we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the proper circumstance of navigating life, adulthood. Yeah. As black millennials, Brian. Yes. How are you? Uh, it's always a great day to be black. Oh, yes, it is. We're in the land of the living. Yes, we are. We are saved. Sanctified. <clears throat> Holy Ghost filled. Fire baptized. And running for our lives. Yeah, whoo, and I went, and I, listen, I add more tool before I take it back. Hey, I made a vow to the Lord. And I won't take it back. I made a vow to the Lord. And I won't take it back. Are you doing all right, though? How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, I had to preach Sunday. You did? I take your people to the to the glory? You know, we went up. Hmm. It was a, um, it was a, you know, this one wasn't joyful. Mm-hmm. Every now and then. You rebuke the people? <laughs> Every now and then you got to teach these people to live, to live saved. <laughs> <laughs> give them a holiness message. <laughs> you gave them a Pastor Rogers? Uh, from, no, uh, it was very Josh <laughs> Rogers holiness. Um, our, our, you know, one of the Kings of R&B inspired the title. Mm. Um, message title was uh, These Are My Confessions. Oh, that's good. Talking about the power to confess, mm-hmm. um, the difference between um, accusations and confessions, and mm. um, how true confession leads to relationship, and, mm. and then even renouncing the things that the enemy has confessed over our lives and mm. confessing the things that God has said. Using the scripture, Acts 24. Yes, come on, tell us. Give us yeah. a, good, a good lesson real quick. Yeah, where Paul <laughs> was found himself in jail, mm-hmm. put all these things on him, and the text literally says, um, well, one thing I can confess of, that mm-hmm. I was worshiping the Lord, mm-hmm. and um, what did he say? And I believe God. Those were the two mm-hmm. things he confessed. But if we right. go to chapter 23, mm-hmm. right? You got to do this research. Mm-hmm. The Lord told him, the same way you testified of me in Jerusalem, you got to do it again in Rome. Oh, my God. So the beauty of that is, even in confession, if we have a word of, of you know, word from the Lord over our lives, right, it is able to sustain us even in moments where we're accused and we have to just, we speak what God speaks. Mm. Um, and it was amazing because when Paul was saying, I confess to be a worshiper, confess in that particular text is literally translated to praise and celebration. But the praise and celebration is in line with what God is saying about you. Mm, so it's, it was, you know, God did God did his thing. He did. And um, we had a time. We had a time. And yeah, you've been preaching so. a lot at that church. Yeah, four times. Hmm. In like two and a half months or so. <laughs> Interesting. I, you know, I just do what God asked me to do. What a, what a bit he, of I see you in the future. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what Pastor said about me when he introduced me. I'll tell you the offline. The Saints okay. know I left. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's just for us. Um, yeah. Um, but how are you? I'm good. Um, yeah. I am good. Yeah. I saw that you were just out of town or something, yeah. right? Where I go all rounds. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna finish the rest. Uh, yeah, went to Houston. Uh, did some work. Um, was first class. Got upgraded. Look at God. Come on, Jack Harlow. Yeah. Okay. I, I upgraded first class. So I was on my. You couldn't talk to me. Talk to me different now. Talk to me nice. Talk to me nice. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not what I used to be. I've been. I went to first class. Um, shout out to Delta. Um, for you know, always hooking me up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the. Yeah, so I had a good time out there. Uh, got back. Uh, actually, had a great time. Met with my line brothers last night. It was. Oh, okay. How was that? Twenty. It was nineteen of of the twenty one. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That That's matter. great numbers, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we probably, if we would have stayed a little <clears throat> bit longer, uh, we just wanted to meet in terms of just have a meeting, talk about, you know, accountability and mm-hmm. what, you know, what we could do with our chapter and, you know, the, the you know, all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm, I had goes. Yeah. Uh, the importance of brotherhood and, you know, staying connected and, you know, all that kind My of, God. all that stuff, you know, the vibe of it all. Um, I love that. Um, yeah, so that was great. And then, I, you know, me, Hiram, Smither, um, Mark, who's actually moving, who's relocating soon. I don't know no Marks. Uh, yeah, you probably know. He's um, <laughs> seven, R17, I want to say. Okay, I'm, great. I, I might be wrong. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he's relocating to Dallas um, this week. So mm. we just uh, went to this place, uh, ate some wings, had a drink or two, uh, just to kind of like, you know... Um, uh, celebrate. Also, we got to talk about some offline regarding J Five. Very disappointing. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that offline. Okay. Um, the noose love the chicken. I'm just gonna say that they do. They do love the chicken. But I, the I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm in a dilemma on on J Five. Uh, dilemma. Uh, no Kelly Roller. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll talk about it offline. Mm-hmm. No um, matter what I do. Speaking of great things. J three is going to the NFL. It, it, you know, he's Jaden. Oh, is going Jade, to the NFL. May, listen, man of God had <laughs> three sacks, five tackles, two forced fumbles. Mm. He was on um, that offensive linebacker number thirty one. Is a that's a big old kid. <laughs> and one of them plays, he got the best of Jaden, and I think mm. Jaden figured out I'm faster than this little fat boy. <laughs> and as I saw you the video, when Jaden hears that ball snap. Mm-hmm. Go. In there, he's, he, his, 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 his <coughs> off the snap. He's so quick. Yeah, he was in the backfield so quick. <laughs> he tortured that quarterback Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> he stayed in that little boy face. <laughs> um, yeah, he played. He showed that he played hard. Mm. And um, yeah, but they've yep. been. Um, he started this game mm-hmm. like Jaden from last year to this year has mm-hmm. been. He's locked in. Okay. He's, a football kid, so he's playing Madden more. Mm-hmm. He's watching NFL games more. He was he was really a basketball kid, but I think okay. the fact that he's locked in with mm-hmm. his little league team yeah. has increased his real. He was interested because he asked us to play football. This okay. wasn't us, uh-huh. which was weird because he was always more into basketball. Yeah, but he asked, mm-hmm. and of course, year one he has some confidence issues, but because yeah. some of those boys have been playing since kindergarten. Okay. Yeah. But this one year is him and his other little—I won't say his real name—but this little boy Deuce. Mm-hmm. Man, their trajectory from last year to this year, like wow. that Deuce kid is about the same size as Jaden, mm-hmm. but is a wide receiving phenom. That little boy be jumping like five <laughs> feet there, <laughs> and it's and it's fast. Yeah. That whole team is special. The coach's son, first drive, bro, thirty-yard touchdown running play. Wow. He's shorter than Jaden. 
But his little feet, the little legs, they be gone. <laughs> but they beat the 46 0. Yeah, it's blowouts every week. They lost one game, and that was the team. The only team that's the only team that scored on them last year. Okay, came and beat them this. But it was it, it was an anomaly. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to encourage Jaden, but you know, so it was raining cats okay. and dogs. Oh, okay. I told you this league act like they training for the NFL anyway, because mm-hmm. unless you see lightning strike, that game is going. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like raining, bro. Monsoon yeah. game. Wow. Game still going. Wow. So they're playing in the elements, of course. So they couldn't really pass. They were depending mm-hmm. on their. Um, their running game. Mm-hmm. It was the fourth quarter, zero zero, two oh. minutes thirty seconds left. It was fourth and I want to say like five or three or something like that. Mm-hmm. Opposite team. Yeah, they threw it incomplete, but they called pass interference. Wow! So of course they got the first down and mm-hmm. they put him in the red zone. Mm-hmm. They ran it, scored, but he fumbled. They recovered their own fumble, though. Oh, wow. So I kept telling Jay. And then it was only like 45 seconds left. And with such a defensive game, yeah. y'all weren't making it down the field. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to tell Jaden, I said, man, if it wasn't for that penalty and mm-hmm. that, like, they recovered their own fumble, mm-hmm. bro, it would have it been 0-0 going, in, going into um, overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah. y'all could have recovered the fumble in the end zone. It would have been 2-0. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, I said, so, I said, so don't look now. They came to play. Mm-hmm. Right? And y'all made some mistakes. But it wasn't a like y'all didn't get whooped. Yeah, and yeah. I was trying to explain to JD even more. You, I mean, football ain't basketball. Yeah. Losing by eight in basketball could be several, right? Several plays. Yeah, because every every extra point in, in this league is two points. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it was literally one one score, bro. I said, yeah. if it was more time and y'all could have got down the field, it could have been tied. Yeah. So it's it could be it could be that it could be that quick. So um. The prayer is that we see them in the Super Bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. see them in the playoffs and eliminate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we meet them in the Super Bowl and eliminate yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. That'll be, be, that be the vindication. Yeah, yeah. that'll be the ultimate victory. Yeah. But they yeah. they were supposed to play us in the Super Bowl last year, but it was like one of those things to where another team just got the best of them, mm. and they got eliminated before us, and we beat the Super Bowl team like sixty four zero in the Super. Bowl. Oh, <laughs> it was wow. like boring. We got fined three hundred dollars for for running up the score. Wow. And they put, from what I understand, the coach put their worst players in at the end. It's just they couldn't stop them. That's a yeah. very special team, bro. It's wow. I, I would say them little boys are. Somebody from that team, I would not be surprised, is going to the NFL. Oh, I'm sure. Somebody from that team. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, so they got two more regular season games. Yeah. I guess it's a Josh Ross athletic abbreviation. They got two more, <laughs> they got two more regular <laughs> season games. And then um, playoffs start. The um, They got a week off. November 4th, mm-hmm. which is perfect because I'm in Afrotech, so I ain't got to miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got playoffs. And if they make it to the Super Bowl, that'll be November 18th, whatever that Saturday before Thanksgiving is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. I'm, you know, yeah, man. I, I'll, be, I'll be posting the score. I'll be like, this is just out of hand. It's out of hand. It's out of Bro, and that drive I told you when the coach's son, mm-hmm. that was first play, like first 10 seconds of the game. Oh. <laughs> Just. It was just like set the tone. Yeah, it was it's wild. Um, they're really good. They're just really they're, they practice hard. They mm-hmm. review film. I think I told you we got um, the playbooks on our phones. They got digital versions. Like mm-hmm. they be going hard. Yeah, they go hard. Yeah. Um, Love it though. Quick transition. Yeah. I sent you a video on the tick of the tox and our favorite Clark sister. Oh yes, Reverend. I saw last night she went off. Reverend, I feel like we need to go to um, find a, a location 
that is mutually beneficial in terms of like it makes sense and go and document it. Cause I feel like we need to do that. Like I don't know where else because it's like they're so all over. I think they're in places that's pretty far now. Mm-hmm. Um except think, Nashville, and that's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And I think Birmingham. I don't know how close that is though. Birmingham's I I know close in terms of proximity, but no. close as in Oh, the, the date. date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if Abroad. it's doable. Because the video I sent you is actually just her. So she's, from what I've been seeing, mm-hmm. Ty's been passing her the mic. And mm-hmm. she'll, you know, Dorinda goes hard. So she'll take a break and throw it to Karen. Mm-hmm. And Karen will do like maybe four lines, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. do some runs, some crazy high notes, and toss it back to Dorinda. So in that longer video, she did that. And was as you can see, Karen and Jackie are walking on the stage, and Dorinda grabs it. And when she hit that... um. There's no other name by which men can be saved. You saw everybody switch. And that whole arena, (laughs) like Ty had to grab her. She was about Mm -hmm. to, if they would have cut the song and let her exhort. Oh, yeah. But she was in, bro. I felt that. She was in. Yeah. (laughs) It was, it was, it was, it was good. Bro, I watched that thing like five, six times. I'm about to say, I'm about to wake this house up because I'm about to go up. You can't call them like that. You can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't like, call them like that. Mm-mm. Woman of God tapped into something. I guess she, she might have thought about something. And She thought about when The more you think, the more you think. The more you think. That's why I love me some Dorinda Grace Clark Cole. She yeah. is. Nobody like her. Nobody. Uh, nobody I'm looking like up her. for the, uh, the days now. Like you said, Tuesday is... Nashville, the 21st of November. Mm-hmm. I think you said that starting before Thanksgiving or the week before. Yeah. That's quite close within like driving distance if you want to do that. Um, I think during the week might work best for me. Because let's see here. Um, and then Birmingham is like a Thursday on the 26th of this month. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, we'll it may see. not happen, but I feel like that might be good. Because people were taking me up like, you and Josh ain't go to the ain't go to the concert? I was like, nah, like, you know, know. podcast listeners, like, I can't believe y'all ain't go. Like, it only makes sense for y'all to go to the Dern reunion tour. Reunion yeah, tour. If I was not in New York last week, I definitely would have been at the Atlanta show. Like, mm-hmm. it was literally because of my trip. That's yeah. the only reason I didn't go to the Atlanta show. Yeah, our schedules didn't work out. I asked Lauren, I said, do you want to go? Like, but we couldn't we couldn't get it all worked out within mm-hmm. the time. I was mm-hmm. going like um like StubHub or whatever, just mm-hmm. go buy some tickets real quick and just figure it yeah. out. But yeah, it didn't work out. It's all good. I really yeah. feel like they need to just run it back. They need to yeah. like end it and then like give us a kind of like Usher, extend it a little bit after the yeah. holiday because it's success and they're they're in arenas. Yeah, but like that lineup is like kind of the most influential. Yeah. Most influential gospel artists of like the last like twenty years, for like, sure. And you, you know. and some of them could be replaced um, with some other artists. Like I know how you feel about the Atkins girls, but people love Mary Mary. They were huge. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Donnie, Yolanda. I mean, if you're yeah. going back, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but there's nobody like the Clark sisters. Mm-hmm. I will say that who could like quote unquote just easily. The, I think the people who are the easiest, easiestly replaced. No shade. Mm-hmm. Is David and Tamla and Israel? I think yeah. them two could be switched out. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like <clears throat> only why David and Tamla made the joint is because it's the Kurt Franklin it's the reunion, Kurt, yeah. Kurt Franklin the family, and because really, really David, like David, don't really have nothing but. From what I've been seeing, he's been more of a host. The few clips I've seen, and he's okay. saying that makes sense though. 
And he sang the one or two leads he had with the family, of course. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense, but, though. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, because within that, he is relevant in terms of like people, black people know who David Mann is. Mm, yeah, Mr. Brown. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, and then Tamla has like a couple. She songs. had a thriving solo career. Yeah. She had a yeah. thriving solo career. And she um, has some great leads on. Um, on with Kurt. Yeah, yeah. so. And, then, she, and like, she makes Israel, sense. and Israel's great too. Like, no shade. Yeah. But like, I feel like if we want to go legends mm-hmm. or people who've been in the industry for a while, you probably could have found. I ain't gonna say he's easily replaceable because when you think about praise and worship, mm-hmm. a lot of the people are newer. Yeah. Um, and between him and Judy, they really carved out lanes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I'm just, but in terms of like magnitude, you probably could have a Mary Mary, a Donnie yeah. McClurkin. Yeah. Um, can't remember uh, <clears throat> Kurt, Fr- Kurt Yolanda Frank Adams from back in the day. She yeah. Hits on hits. Um, I'm getting stuck in this, but uh. Yeah. If we bring up music, I told you it Fred happens. Hammond and Fred Hammond, um, Donnie yeah. McClurkin used to do a thing called a Festival of Praise tour, mm-hmm. and they would they changed it out like every year of who the other artists would be, and like they had Hezekiah Walker one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Hezekiah Walker, Zacardi Cortez, Isaac Curry. Like they was doing, they had Isaac and them doing background, but they had their own songs. Yeah. But Hezekiah Walker was a great addition because got he, the choir. He had the had the choir numbers. Like he, it was. And it was a good thing, but you know, that was a, you know, I'm, I'm all for gospel tour. But what I love about this dynamic too, though, is that you got Tamala, who's more or less traditional mm-hmm. gospel. Yeah. Kirk is like full contemporary. Mm-hmm. Ty is contemporary, but still just rock star energy. Like they're, him and Kirk are still very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Israel is going to give you straight up praise and worship. And the Clarkson yeah. is going to give you more traditional, but girl group. Mm-hmm. You know, nostalgia. So it's a it's a nice it's a, mix. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think whoever's idea it was, I don't know if it was Kirk, somebody on Kirk's team, mm-hmm. but it was amazing idea. It seemed like it's yeah. been executed well. Yeah. My only critique is that they were looking for photographers and I wanted to pay them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that was kind of tacky. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, I didn't like that. I mean, I get the exposure, but it's not really on, exposure y'all. though. <clears throat> it's not really like in Atlanta. It was it was Brandon. It was, and then here's the thing. The qualifications that they asked for is not exposure. If you ask me that kind of qualifications, those photographers have established brands. Yeah. And Brandon has an established brand. Yeah. Like, now, the only piece is if some of that translated into following the Clarks or Kirk or somebody around, mm-hmm. then sure. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, you could have gave them guys some kind of those men and women uh, some that. type of stipend, something. Yeah. yeah. But that is what it is. I mean, Brandon took advantage of it. So I'm not he a did. photographer. Uh, so I can't speak from that particular lane, but that's that's that. Speaking of music, song of the week. Yes. Um, this <clears throat> is not within theme, but it just feels good, and it's really based off of the rest up. Okay. <clears throat> and it just feels good. I'm really going to play the beginning uh, because the beginning just feels good. That lets me know it's an older song, it, mm-hmm. and there's some kind of intro. Yes, it just feels good. An exhaustive intro if it's an older song. <laughs> it's not that exhaustive, but okay. it's just a feel good intro. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is good. Yeah. Ain't no place I'd rather 
that is for those that don't know you should know mm-hmm. for the love of you by the isley brothers and mm-hmm. that you can just press play on that and it just puts you in a certain mood um yes. and yes. i oh it makes me feel so good yeah it's a you know something about that that era they just had that yeah. music yeah 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 i love it um so shout out to the right. brothers that's for shout the love of you that. run and all of them yeah mm-hmm. all right you yep. ready to move forward to some black excellence and blessed report let's do it let's go Blessed Report. We shout out black folks doing great black things. Yes. And this is not just a segment of the show. This is our lifestyle. Josh and I support black brands. Look at Josh's chest. For those that are watching, right, looking at the video online right now, Chris and Jasmine probably posted it. He literally has on black excellence, black uh, brand, support black colleges, support black HBCUs. Um, but this week we're we're kind of staying within vain. It is, it is uh, uh, homecoming season mm-hmm. and in HBCU homecoming is is a season. It's, I'm not talking about PWI homecoming, but HBCU homecoming season is a thing. Uh, so this week we're kind of tapping into HBCU with HBCU dolls with Brooke Hart Jones uh, and my brother, my brother, my daughter Brooke just had a birthday recently, mm-hmm. and one of the gifts she received from her grandparents, shout out to Alan Jan, uh, was HBCU dolls. Okay, <clears throat> uh, by Brooke Hart. Uh, Brooke Hart is a Hampton University graduate, HBCU alum, and the creator of HBCU uh, Dolls, which is a purpose toys brand. Through HBCU Dolls, Brooke shares her legacy of historically black colleges and universities with children far and wide. Partnered up with Purpose Toys, Brooke joins a community of black founders, executives, and creatives who support one and an- one another by providing an infrastructure of resources needed to succeed in business. Uh, the motto uh, at Purpose uh, is to provide products for a purpose, which Brooke proudly delivers with HBCU Dolls. You can go to hbcudolls.com. That's H-B-C-Y-O-U dolls.com. Mm-hmm. Also follow on, H, uh, on IG, H-B-C-Y-O-U dolls. Um, and it's also in our favorite places, Target. Uh, you can order it on oh, Amazon Target. as well. Yeah, so Target always stays with the black brands and gives the opportunity mm-hmm. a shelf space. So mm-hmm. we continue to support them because they support us. They give us opportunities. Um, we can go through a list of black brands that we support that we find at Target all the time. Uh, anything you want to add to that? No, shout out uh, the folk over there with the HBCU dolls. We love mm-hmm. HBCUs. We want to keep them thriving and going. And representation matters. So it does. That's it a. Does. Yep, bless up. So, um, sadly, we do have a rest up um, this My week. God. I kind of mentioned it during the song of the week. Uh, so, unfortunately, God did not do what, Josh? He did not stay the hand of death. He didn't. He let he it did. loose. He let it loose. Uh, and this week, uh, Rudolph Isley. Uh, Rudolph. Rudolph Austin. <laughs> Shout out to Rudolph Austin. <laughs> the man worked at Macy's. Oh, Rudolph, <laughs> Rudy, Bernard, Isley. Nat, uh, that. Strong. Strong. <laughs> Rudolph Bernard. Rudolph Bernard Isley. 
And I mom probably it. called him Bernard. Like, mm-hmm. she probably put Bernard, like, yeah. that extra. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, emphasis. Hard mm-hmm. on. <laughs> uh, was an American singer-songwriter and one of the founding members of the Isley Brothers. Uh, stayed in the group for a long time. However, left the group uh, in 1989 to f- uh, follow a lifelong goal of being a Christian minister. He wanted to serve the Lord for the Man, rest of his life. Give me out this worldly song. <laughs> Singing about making love in between the sheets. (laughs) But he uh, was in the group for a long time with some of those great hits. I'm not going to go through them, but I have enough time to go through all the great hits. Um, Because by 89, they had had done it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're a monster. Um, However, Rudy was inducted as a member of the Isleys to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1992. So uh, although he wasn't in the group as as he passed away, he contributed. Um, to the group's founding and also a lot of their major hits and also uh, was inducted into the Bill, not Billboard, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So mm-hmm. bless up to um, Brooke Hart Jones and HBC Dolls and yes. rest up to Rudolph Bernard Isley. Uh, rest up, prayers out to you and your family. Prayers and thoughts, thoughts and prayers. All right. Well, let's praise break on down to the Billboard. Yes. Um, Serena. One of our favorite Williams sisters um, mm-hmm. is a fashion icon. The Council of Fashion Designers of America is honoring the tennis legend um, with the 2023 Fashion Icon Award. This is uh, this will make her the first athlete to ever receive it. Um, in a statement released by the CFDA chairman, Tom Brown says Serena is one of the most inspiring people in the world, a true individual. She's an icon of the sports world, representing greatness on the highest level, bringing fashion to another world for another audience, always staying true to herself both on and off the court, a perfect combination of our worlds, the ultimate example of individuality in everything she does. Serena is a true fashion icon. So shout out to Serena. Yeah. I don't know that I follow her fashion um, like influence that much, but I mm-hmm. ain't going to deny it. So shout oh, yeah. out to Serena. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Serena. Shout out to Serena. Shout out my nigga Gucci. <laughs> Gucci made the list. Eminem made the list. That's just, that's, a, his, that's his, 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 his surprise. It's just. <laughs> Eminem made the list. Eminem made the list. And it's funny because he was trying to be nice. He, he wanted to be nice. He didn't mm-hmm. want to be like, Gucci on the list, you know. <laughs> he said, Eminem, Gucci made the list. Eminem made the list. Yep. That's forever going to be a thing. Forever going to be a thing. Uh, Shaq and uh, Allen Iverson, the only AI we recognize, are back at Reebok. Now, let's just say this. We ain't wearing a Reebok. No, not not a chance. Now, now I did, Brian. I got me two pairs of new balances. I gave really? me the, the, the newer, the newer ones? Yeah, I mean, yeah. trust is fire. I ain't going to hold you. And I'm thinking about getting me a couple of more pairs. Yeah, they're, um, they're nice. Are they comfortable? Yeah. Have you tried them on yet? Comfort. I, I've worn them several times. Um, I preached in one pair. <laughs> really? I got one with the big end. I got one with a smaller end. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They yeah. look. I, they look. They look fire. I just. I uh, had New Balance when they first. I ain't gonna say first when they made their way back in the. I think it was like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. They had came in, yeah, and I had a yeah. few couple of pairs, and. I'm trying to get them now where they like 60, 70 bucks before they, I mean, they got some that's a hundred, but before they go stupid because everybody yeah. want them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they pretty much are there now, but yeah, man. But unlike New Balances, I won't be wearing Reebok, but shout out to Shaq and Allen Iverson anyway. <laughs> um, they're returning to Reebok in the newly created positions of president of Reebok basketball while Iverson is his VP. I don't really know what any of that means, mm-hmm. but 
they have the titles. Yeah. Uh, they were the two biggest stars of the shoe brand, and it was a force in the basketball shoe market from the 80s to the early 2000s. Did it really make it to the early 2000s? Um, but maybe they were most famously known for the pump. You could pump up their shoes. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. we still don't know what that pump ever really did, right. but you could do it. Okay? Yeah. I think I think it was the, the allure of it right. all. Uh, right. Alan Iverson made Reebok a viable basketball shoe option uh, with his The Answer sneakers. He holds a lifetime contract with the, with the organization. Uh, and the first sign-up for Reebok is LSU women's basketball star. Seems like she's going to be a forever student, Miss Angel Reese. Um, <laughs> they asked one of God earlier, I think last year after yeah. the championship, was she going to the WNBA? She was like, no. Mm-hmm. I can make more money on these NIL deals yeah. than I could in WNBA. And that's actually quite sad. Yeah, um, it is. that these women college stars are making so much more money after a name, image, and likeness. That's what NIL means for people mm-hmm. who didn't know. Um, versus going to a professional like league, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like I wonder though, Brian, mm-hmm. if these like are the college students able to like keep their country contracts and partnership deals once they transition to professional sports? Um, honestly, How does that I work? Think, I think they 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 stop at a certain point. They're only good okay. for a certain moment. I think they have to re up or do whatever they got to do once got the you. nil deals mm. leave. Um, yeah, so that's but they couldn't be like represented by because somebody's represented by Bojangles. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> a lot of these students are like, and the good thing about a lot of these students is like they, even though they had like food on campus, like now they can get they can get free food from these establishments. It's not yeah. it's a part of the. The deal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like mm-hmm. it's a it's a great place and space for the uh, these college students. And I think the other beauty of it is too, like if you don't make it to professional sports or you don't do well, you mm-hmm. sh- if you were smart, you yeah. stacked up so much money. Yeah, with your nil deals that you can go, you know, I don't know what you're gonna do, but you right. can go do something else. <laughs> yeah, and also within that, like you can stay in college longer. You don't have to feel the the pressure to jump to the league where you can get your education. And then if you, like you said to your point, if you don't make the league or you get injured or whatever. At least you can have stacked the chips and also had a, 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 ex, a excellent education to then transition to maybe your your next um, Whatever um, that is chapter in life. Whatever yeah. that is for you. Yeah. Shout out my girl, Angel Reese. Um, speaking of the NBA, NBA tip-off is coming officially. October 24th is the start of the NBA season. This is the official part of Josh Rogers' athletic abbreviation. We ain't going to sing the song. Y'all know what it is. Um, but... <laughs> Opening night is going to be the Lakers versus the defending champs and the new look of the Suns um, versus Denver. And then the new look of the Suns versus Golden State with um, Chris Paul. Chris Paul, the man who's been in the league for a million years with no ring. Um, <laughs> so I know everyone's excited. I'm excited. I'm a sports aficionado. I'm you just are. thriving in the football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I got on my daddy mm-hmm. the other day. Mm-hmm. Because you know the man of God works an early morning shift. Man of God be up working at four a.m. My God, why did he stay up and watch that Dallas and charge uh, and L.A. Rams or whoever charges whatever game mm-hmm. they were? I think the Rams. Yeah, uh, why did he stay up and watch that game? <clears throat> um, I said, man of God, that's the West Coast. Yeah. You sixty years old. <laughs> you can't be doing that like you ain't no spring chicken. You can't be doing it now. You all tired? Could have fell asleep on the bridge or something. I don't oh need you God. doing that, my man of God. The cow- mm-hmm. I tell you that man bleeds cowboy blue. Oh, I'm sure. He gonna he gonna watch them game. He don't want to record it. He want to watch it live. Live. <clears throat> anyway, they. I'm saying I'm glad they won because right. the sacrifice paid off. They won. It, um, it was close. It was close. But speaking of, what are your thoughts um, mm-hmm. concerning your team? Mm-hmm. The Lakers, you have a very geriatric team. They are just, they're even <laughs> older than they were last year. <laughs> so what are your thoughts 
Because LeBron is officially the oldest player in the, NFL, in the NBA right now. <sighs> Although I really bleed crimson and cream. I'm not going to say I bleed purple and gold, but you get the... I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, The Lakers are like my my favorite sports team up there. Lakers are my favorite sports team. Um, LeBron is year 21. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like this team is better off this season than they were last season in terms of starting the season off. Okay. Um, It's all going to be AD. Like, is AD going to be hurt? Is he going to be... because he's injury prone, right? He's injury prone. He's soft. He's inconsistent. One week he can, one game he can go off for like forty. Next game give you seven. Like it's just it's a lack of inconsistency. So he needs to be the best player throughout the season. He probably can win an MVP if he if he plays to his potential. Sure, and that's what's a big if. Right, and they say if if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. I guess that's what that's what over to Wakefield Jones said. <laughs> <laughs> right, I did, you know, saw that right. Mm. Um, but that's the thing. If he if if he does in place his potential, um, he can be MVP yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah. So, what about you and the Grizz? Well, you know, Jai's out for the first twenty five games, mm-hmm. but they're allowing him to practice and travel, mm-hmm. so he's not going to be out of practice. Allegedly, <clears throat> he was working out and stuff anyway, but. He's doing it with the team. Um, Derrick Rose started at point guard all four or five preseason games. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Derrick Rose, he did okay. Okay. Um, Marcus Smart was having some abdominal soreness, so he didn't play. Mm-hmm. So we don't know yeah. what he's going to look like, what their chemistry is with the team. Yeah. Um, all the corresponders are saying that he's going to start at point guard while Jai's out. Mm-hmm. Um, but Memphis has quite a few guards. They have some some small boys mm-hmm. in comparison to other teams. So they're trying to figure out what their rotation is going to look like. Steven Adams seems to be healthy. So mm-hmm. we have him back. Jaron has been putting up um, defensive player of the year numbers, even in yeah. preseason. Um, Desmond Bain has been showing out. Some of the people from last year have been showing promise in the pre. But, you know, the preseason is still the preseason. Yeah. But um, even within it, like, the Grizzly was they – were, they were good last year. Yeah, they were good. And, and everybody pretty much is back. Minus yeah. Dylan Brooks, right? Yeah. So, and that's going to be the thing. What the team? Because although he had a trash season last year, mm-hmm. but to discount his um, contributions over the past couple of years would be yeah. silly, yeah. right? So, just to figure out what that defensive hold is going to look like, mm-hmm. um, I think um, what's my Brandon Clark is on the men supposed to be yeah. be able to play at some point. Um, so we'll see, man. I'm, I'm yeah. excited. I know the the West ain't going to be easy to get through, oh, yeah, no. but it is year. it is it's, it's possible. Yeah. We're actually going to see them Thanksgiving break. They're going they're actually playing um are they playing Phoenix? No, they're mm. playing Denver. Mm. That's KD now, right? In Denver. Uh yeah. Denver is is Jokic and Jamal Murray. Uh KD is Phoenix. So they're playing Phoenix because we oh. we talked about KD. Um Oh, that's a good one. What's, Y'all the, going. Boy? what's the boy? Um, KD um the light skinned one. Dev, Dil, not Devin Booker. Um, Devin Dev, Booker. Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Jaden, that kind of eased his with Ja not playing. I said Ja will be in the building, and you get to see KD play. You get to see Devin Booker play. Yeah. <clears throat> all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was a that's, bro. We 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 spent a grip on them team. Uh, yeah, that's and a, we that's got a, some. That's a ticket. That's nice a that's seats. a major ticket. We got some nice seats. Oh, so I told them boys, good. you better be. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to the Father of the Year. That's a yeah. That's a good ticket. Like that might be one yeah. of the biggest tickets. And it and it was just year. kind of by happenstance because that's who they're playing mm-hmm. on Black Friday. Mm. And we was like, we already gonna be in Memphis. Let's find a game. Mm. Um, the only other game we could have went to was that Sunday, but we're leaving Sunday. 
Okay. So, and that was a cheaper ticket. I think they're playing like Minnesota. It was a much cheaper oh, yeah. ticket. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. this one, they should be saluting daddy. Like, daddy, you are the best dad ever because yeah. that's a ticket. That is a yeah. good ticket. We're thinking they're going to come to Atlanta, I think, the day after Christmas or two days after Christmas. So mm. we're thinking about doing that too. Because job will be, the 25 games will be over. Okay. But, but I already said, expectations said that seat may be at the top, man of God, because I'm not, I'm not dropping yeah. that kind of money again. <laughs> In, in Atlanta, um, Atlanta tickets are usually crazy prices too. Because mm-hmm. usually people come to see the other team, not Atlanta. And see, in Asha, super side note, as a uh, APS, she get like some discounts. That uh-huh. game wasn't on the list of games to choose from. Oh wow! Because they because the Grizzlies is hot right now, so they yeah. you know, they they know people gonna want to go see Ja. Yeah. And then he'll be just like he'll literally be like that'll all things considered, praying to God he don't get no injuries. It'll only be like his third or fourth game back. Mm-hmm. So it's the, the hype around him is going to be high. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. But yeah, man, um, expecting good things from the Grizzlies. Um, see how far they can go. Um, hopefully, Steven Adams stays healthy. Um, hopefully, Josh stays out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, you know, um, Rose and Smart gives us some depth at the at the guard yeah. position. So, we'll see, man. Yeah. I Memphis ain't got no real shooters. That's their biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm sure we we gonna match up against them Lakers a couple of times. Oh yeah, so. and them them games are usually heated, so I'm excited about that. I want to, but I want to see how heat is gonna be now that Brooks is gone because that was most of the heat. Mm-hmm. That was most of the heat. Yeah, because um, yeah, him and LeBron came. And I can't wait to Dylan come back to Memphis and play <laughs> against. Them. I wonder what. Oh that's yeah, gonna look the like. Rockets. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Oh, that's gonna look like Manigago. Manigago try to Manigago try oh. to go crazy on us. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and he's on a terrible team too. So he has he has the green light, yeah. And I feel like my dad said he kicked somebody in some preseason game. Like he's already starting that villain, yeah, story. Oh, yeah, I was just like, bro, leave that, leave that alone, man. <laughs> that, that wasn't you. It, it feels like a WWE mm-hmm. narrative. Like he's switching. You know what I'm saying? How they went from like hero to yeah, villain like and back to hero. Villain, his villain, uh, what they call the villain um, origin story? Yeah, something. Yeah, some happened. It was some braids. It was some mm-hmm. braids because <laughs> mm-hmm. he wasn't like that when he just had his white his 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 um little, you know, was it curls or what was his, it? his little curl yeah his half mm-hmm. and half curls um but nevertheless that is the billboard um we have a great living room conversation today if yeah. you know you've been watching the news or mm-hmm. paying attention to social media and culture yes you've seen the smiths mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and we're not talking about angelina jolie and brad pitt we're, not. we're talking about <laughs> jada and Willard. Yeah, um, but as you know, me and Brian, we ain't gonna go deep on them too much. But mm-hmm. there are some deeper stuff surrounding what's happening yep. that we want to talk about. Yep. So grab your drinks, grab your snacks, grab everything that you need to grab. Meet us in the living room and let's have this good conversation. All right, Puzzle Pieces, thank you for sticking around for the living room. This is, for those that are new to the show, this is kind of the meat of the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the meatloaf. The, meat, the meatloaf. It's, it's the, the roast hearty. beef. This is what sticks to your ribs. This is the turkey, because yeah. Thanksgiving coming up. Woof. It felt like Thanksgiving this week. I just... Reverend, <sighs> it's been chilly. Bro. I made some chicken and dumplings Sunday, because it's that mm-hmm. season. I made chili because it's chilly outside. Whew. That's next week. Mm. I'm doing a too. super week. Until it mm. warmed back up. <laughs> yeah, I did uh, gumbo last week. I did chili this week. Mm-hmm. It was chicken and dumplings. I got mm-hmm. chili, red beans and rice is coming. Taco Ooh, that's soup. A good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, chicken and some wild rice. Mm-hmm. I got you know. I got in the line. Super week. Okay, super that works. Week. I love soup, man. And it, and it lasts. I ain't got to cook it like two days, two three days. It, yeah. it does. Like 
It does, and everybody in my house eats soup. So like, it's is you can't I fail. Too. Potato soup with soup. Mm. One of my favorites. Mm. I love soup. Mm-hmm. Lauren makes a good. Um, she makes two good soups. I can't remember them what they are, but like one is like a rigatoni kind of not rigatoni, mm. but uh, I can't remember what it. But she makes two good soups. Uh, but I can't remember what it's one. Of like oh, I made a minestrone one time that rivals that ghetto Olive Garden. Really? I put them out of business. I put them out. <laughs> put my potatoes and kale in there, broth, Reverend. I put them out of business. <laughs> oh man! But so another thing added to the list. We can't talk about church. Can't talk about music. Can't talk about food. Can't talk about food. Uh, because we can go there and get stuck there all day. But um, yeah, so we're in the living room. Uh, yes. For those that are new, this is where we kind of talk about the things. Um, <clears throat> and we put a spin on it. We're not going to go deep into the, the conversation, but we got to address it. Yeah, um, sure. People look forward to what the Costa Negros have to say about current events and culture. And the biggest thing in culture and current events this week uh, was that darn uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, or somebody said Jada uh, Shakur Alcina Smith, um so messy and so messy <laughs> let's go back let's go back to go forward okay take us back Way so back. back in the time i'm not gonna go too far back but i'm gonna go back to mm-hmm. jada's birthday was recent okay okay um and will posted this beautiful tribute to his his wife you know about how much he loves her and all that kind of stuff post all these old videos and pictures and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh past birthday celebrations jada proceeds to then post a video of her and Tupac <laughs> singing or rapping along to parents just don't understand. A and choice. The, the choice. A deliberate choice. <laughs> a deliberate choice of and you know of course the social medias went on fire of like the audacity of like everybody was like basically just Jada just hates that man. She just does mm-hmm. not like Will Part of me kind of wonders, like, what did this nigga do for her to be, like, her villain in this story? She's, like, a villain uh, when it comes to Will Smith. Um, but recently, she's been making her rounds. Um, she's been thugging with her rounds. Nigga, nigga. I mean, every time I open up social media, it's uh, Jada Pinkett Smith reveals. And it's like, girl, like, we don't. She's we selling don't, this book. She's, listen. And she ain't doing nothing else. She. She going maybe she'll get on our podcast. She's been on podcast. She's been on doing all the things. Um, I would talk to her. I, w- I would talk to her too. I would want to get down to the root, the root, as the people say, mm-hmm. of the hurt and the pain. Um, and I would love, I would like to play coach call with her. I think that'd be fun. Get her opinion on some of the things. I can't. I'm not gonna ask. I'm gonna ask her <laughs> who's the better rapper, Will Smith, or Tupac. Let me see, see what she says. Well, <laughs> we don't really, we don't even need her opinion on that. <laughs> Because I don't know a Will Smith song I actually like outside of Summertime. You don't want to get jiggy with it? I've never wanted to really get jiggy with it. I mean, it's kind of like when we talked about Hotline Bling, you couldn't uh-huh. get away from it. Don't mean right. I liked it. Right. But I might I might tap my toe to it, but it ain't going to shoot up in my boot. I'll tap my toe, <laughs> but it won't shoot up in my boot. So, uh, but yeah, I, w- I would love that. I, w- I would talk to Jada. I mean, listen, and, and to be told, like she is a black <laughs> cultural figure, right? I don't want to use the word icon. That's a little bit too much. Not but for she's her a, career. No, nah, yeah. but she's a black cultural figure. Yeah, for different sure. world. Yeah. Um, set it off. Mm-hmm. Um, low down Jason's dirty shame. Lyric. Jason's lyric. Like there, she's been in certain cultural moments in movies and TV shows. Um, so she was she like didn't she play Catwoman on the television show? Or was a part of Gotham? She was in Gotham. She, yeah, what she was, was her Gotham. role? Yeah, 
She was in, she was Catwoman in Gotham. Okay, I think. okay. Was she? Might have been. I know she was in Gotham. Whether she was Catwoman yeah. or not, but I know that. But yeah, but she, she has some significant she, roles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so she's been in in, in major cultural moments and 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 Red and, Table Talk for all intents and purposes was it, Facebook it was watches. Thing. Yeah, thing it ran yeah. that platform. Um, yeah, remember she had the TV show where she was a nurse. I actually watched that show. Yeah, she did with Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. That was a good show. I never it watched it. Show. But it yeah. was a good show. I'm not gonna hold you. It was a good show. Something about doctor shows don't cap. Like I've never seen a full episode of Grey's Anatomy ever. Really? Okay. I, I just can't. I I, wanna, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say I can't. They just don't grab me like that. Mm-hmm. And yet you never went on social media to say I, I've never watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy. I let y'all have it. I let y'all have it because it's and it's Shonda Rhimes, so I'm sure it's good. Yeah. I just like I didn't watch ER, Hearth. None mm-hmm. of them really just. Yeah, some about yeah. them doctor shows. I just don't. I couldn't. Yeah. Can't get with. But anyway, Jay. Yes. So, um, so she's she's on a book tour. She's selling yes. her book. Worthy. And worthy. Okay. Mm-hmm. My God. <laughs> um. You thought I was worthy. Save. Project Pack said, "Don't save her. <laughs> she don't want to be saved. And the girl don't want to be saved. She don't. She want to be out here. <laughs> she want to be out here." Now, I feel like a situation where it's like, nigga, we'll just divorce me. Like, please. And she's going to do everything she can. But to she said she made a vow. To the Lord. To never, to, to never to actually divorce. And we can get into that deeper. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of interesting it's, dynamics. In, yeah. It's yeah, a lot of interesting dynamics. She's gone saying some things. But the conversation really is not about Jada and Will. Um, Before we leave them specifically, yeah. though, okay. I just want to put this out there. Yeah. The more I've been resting on what's going on with them, and maybe mm-hmm. we can extract this too in yeah. the conversation, the the the, the bigger, con- greater conversation of it all, is that I know we're giving Jada a hard time. Yeah. And quite a bunch of it is just deserved. Yeah. But we got to also be very honest mm-hmm. that we'll agreed to... If not all, majority of this, yeah, like their arrangement, mm-hmm. their you know the fact that whatever they did outside of their marriage, the separating but not blah blah blah. Yeah. She's just vocal, yeah. But out of but she hasn't forced Will to say do this or I'm gonna leave. Right. Now some of the, like some of her actions are questionable. Posting her and Tupac on her birthday when Will did mm-hmm. this, like that's the thing. Like yeah. talk consistently saying how Tupac was the love of her life while yeah. you married to this man. Like those mm-hmm. are choices. Those are choices. Yeah, but. All the other stuff, the stuff she's talking about now. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe I'm a firm believer. I've talked to this yeah. growing up in the church. Everything in your house ain't for everybody in your community. Yeah. So she is talking, <clears throat> but however, Will was very much so mm-hmm. in agreement, right, yeah. with a bunch of this stuff. Yeah. He just he's Will is beloved, mm-hmm. and it's easier, you know. And I'm not trying to play this card. Yeah. You know, but y'all call no. what y'all want. No, it's but true. It is always easier to make the black woman a villain. Yes. Right? While I believe a lot mm-hmm. of again, I believe a lot of stuff Jada did and is doing is like, okay, girl. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's easier to always villainize black women and lift up black men. But we all ain't scot-free in this, and we can talk about the dynamics of that when we get deeper into it. So. Yeah, it, even within that, and I'm not to go be, he he enables the behavior. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a certain level of like enabling, and but also, he, I think he plays on the fact that he is the beloved Will Smith. Oh yeah, and when, I don't think Jada minds being the villain. Clear, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and and I, oof, we can let's just this is this is freestyle. All right, let's. Part go. of me feels 
like behind the scenes, he may be the villain. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, and it's easier not to make take a deep turn here, but the reason why Bill Cosby got away with oh, we went all there. the things. Okay, okay, come on. Was because of Heathcliff Huxtable. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, right? for sure. So you were you were a villain behind the scenes because of your personal persona was he click Huxtable. So Will Smith could be doing all kind of stuff behind the scenes. And you know, and I don't want to make that because that's a heavy comparison. But to your point, yes, because 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 even <clears> in the red table talk, Will admit it. I've had my side pieces, like he said it. Right? Yeah, it's he, just that his August Alcina was a wrench in their plan. Mm-hmm. He was not supposed to happen. Yeah. Everybody else respected the NDA, respected mm-hmm. the arrangement, respect. August Alcina was like, ah, and that, <laughs> and that and that you know going to the bigger conversation of it all. When you have when you're dealing with humans, yeah, there's really no certainty. Yeah, you can trust people. We can talk about discretion, and for a lot of and for a lot of cases, it could be true. We don't know how many people they've dealt with outside of each other, mm-hmm. but there's always that possibility that you're going to run into one. Yeah, and that's what happened. So anyway, um, yeah. and and but that was that was so so behind the scenes, he can be doing all these things. I think he said in the red table talk after August Alcina, he was like. And he kind of said it like tongue in cheek. Everybody loves Will Smith. Like he kind of said it like they're on my side. Like I look like I was crying, look like I was whatever. But he was like, but everybody loves Will Smith. Like, and he under I think he understands and recognizes that he is oh, a yeah. beloved figure. And regardless of what he does, Jada will always be the villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, always. He would either have to hit her or just mm-hmm. like straight up cheat. For that narrative to change, yeah, it would have to be like it would have to be bad because even because everyone has had their villain story about Will Smith, but like it's in his family. Let me say his family, oldest son, dad wasn't there, right? Then you know Willow was, you know I didn't like dad because this is like it's but that happens. That's with kids, but um, not to throw off on Will, but it's the fact of like sometimes we can we we have to give grace to certain things to the fact of like yeah. again you yeah, said yeah, to your yeah. point he chose this he decided to do this. I just don't think that the the chink in the armor kind of broke with August Alcina. That's yes. when everybody realized, like, oh, okay. And then it kind of felt like, well, so we get out here now, mm-hmm. we might as well just kind of get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's kind of break some things down. And also, I'm going to give grace to to to, to Jada. Um, yeah. Um, I've loved it. I was watching um something recently. I was watching a Barney documentary, and um, I don't know, I said this, but um, one of the 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 psychologists was basically saying, um the certain things and trauma that you go through um, can explain behavior, but it doesn't excuse behavior. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. have to, you know, understand that Jada did have a interesting upbringing. Certain behaviors can trigger certain things. So I'm definitely giving a grace to that. Um, but again, we're going to really deal with the overall arching thing as far as dealing with importance of safe spaces and partnerships and relationships. <clears throat> what is crossing the line, things of that nature. Um, uh, let's start here. In terms of, I feel like, I don't know if it's social media or not, but I feel like at a time, um, previously, discretion mm-hmm. um, in relationships mm-hmm. was, um, <clears throat> I want to say a little more valued, was it more held close to the chest? Like, if yeah. it was a situation where um, Josh, you'd be like, hey, Brian, I got something to tell you, like, don't say nothing. Or yeah. um, 
you're in public or whatever, it was uh, what stays in this house, what stays in this relationship, what stays in here, to sometimes to the detriment of, you know, open people to predatory behavior. We didn't know that, but... Yeah, I think the, I knew. I know I get what you're saying, though. The intent was that all conversations or conversations that we have within amongst each other aren't meant for the greater audience. And, it, and, and if, in my opinion, let me know on this question. Has it seemed like that idea, that thought process has since deteriorated over time with the, maybe the increase of social media or whatever? I think, I think to an extent, yes, with the increase of social media, I think more so with celebrities mm-hmm. and because a lot of times culture influences, I don't even know, it's almost a chicken and egg thing. Does culture yeah. influence real life or do real life influence culture? Yeah. Because, you know, celebrities and stuff are real people too. But I also think a lot of times, because we talk about it, these are couple goals. I mean, Jake mm-hmm. had a whole thing. I want that. Um, real love, that, uh, that Jay didn't will love that, that real love, that, 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 uh, real love, yeah, yeah, okay. that uh, Uncle Via, I mean Uncle Phil and Aunt Via of love, right? All that yeah. kind of stuff. So we, in so many places, play. I mean, so many spaces place mm-hmm. celebrities who have good relationships, or whatever, on pedestals and kind of mirror that, not understanding that. Just like you and your wife, me and my wife, like they're mm-hmm. they're couples that's going to deal with issues, yeah. and you know, yeah. it's magnified because of their spotlight. But they're still they're still humans navigating uh, relationship with each other. So I think that, and I say that to say that I believe that when you have like someone who's a celebrity and they go out and do the the tour, mm-hmm. right, of saying this and saying that, for some people that's license, yeah, to also do the same thing. And yeah. I'm not I, I'm not here to judge what you do how you do, but I do believe Brian that you know what stays this <laughs> what goes on this house stays this house is very toxic. Right, yeah. because it does open the door for predatory behavior. But I do yeah. think, in terms of relationship, yeah. be they're platonic, romantic, or otherwise, there are certain things that does rest in between those two individuals. As mm-hmm. long as it is not harmful, destructive, unlawful, mm-hmm. right? Those are the kind of things that sh- some things are between those yeah. two people or that group yeah. of people, whatever that yeah. dynamic is. And I just, I just find it because you know how many times me and Asher rolled up in the church mad at each other. Oh yeah, and then nobody knew. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe our closest, closest friends knew because they yeah. like some off, but mm-hmm. like for the most part, nah. Yeah. Or or how many times we've had discussions about stuff and vehemently disagreed and had to walk into an event, you know, or something like that. Like it happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. But it don't mean that we need to bring that to people or go in there and say, I don't like her right now or this, this yeah. and the third. Like, um, or even just just had arguments in general. But I ain't subtweet my wife. Yeah, I ain't oh, making yeah. no post or sharing a meme that you know, so something like that, right? It is, it is something that she and I are going, or even with my friends too, right? If I get angry with you, you know, one or two things are going to happen. I'm gonna talk to you about it. I'm gonna process it with another friend mm-hmm. before I come to you about it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I just don't see the value. Yeah, you know, I think we talked about this when we were talking about the Lecrae and the other guy. If y'all yeah. are real friends, mm-hmm. like when when he, the thing that lost me with his rebuke would say, it's my responsibility. To call you out publicly. No, it's not. No. Mm-mm. That's not. Mm-mm. Like, if you are really friends, y'all can have an open, candid conversation. Just because mm-hmm. you saw this man post something don't mean that you got to go and be like, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's not your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just think we're so... We sometimes, in that case, we take scripture out of context. Mm-hmm. You know, Oprah rebuke is better than secret love type mm-hmm. of situation. No. Um, but does that really mean blasting folk in spaces? I don't right. think that's what that means. Mm-hmm. Um. And then in these situations, like, if you're writing a tell-all book, then I guess that's kind of the purpose of it, right? 
But at the same, but he, I think here's a better example. Michelle wrote her book and said there were times she was so irritated with Barack. Mm-hmm. But what we don't know <clears throat> is the exact things that made yes. her irritated. Outside of right. the fact that you can probably tell he wasn't balancing the presidency well. Yeah. Right. That's can that can be implied. Yeah. But she didn't get into the intimate details of. I mean, she said they was they had some rough, rough patches. Yeah. Right. Barack was you know, so, you know I'm interpreting. Barack was being a nigga. Right. Yeah. And, just, mm-hmm. and just not showing up in the ways he needed to show up. Mm-hmm. And that's and I think that's fair. I think certain level of transparency is fair because it humanizes yeah. them and lets people like me and you know if Michelle yeah. and Barack can yeah. struggle. Right. Yeah. Then we can like there's there's and again, I'd say that they are the example, but right. if we if they are so beloved. Yes. And they had their issues, basically some issues that a lot of women face. She was dating or married to a very busy man, right? Uh-huh. Who they're the whole dynamic change. And Michelle has been honest. She don't like politics. She don't mm-hmm. care for it. So that coupled with him being the, the most powerful man in the world, mm-hmm. right? That's a lot. That's a yeah. lot of change. It's a lot of different dynamics. Mm-hmm. So I think to me, that's a positive example. Yeah. Of what it means to kind of share and be transparent versus some of the things we see from other couples. Um, so to answer your question or to wrap it all up, um, I do think it's a lost art form yeah. Um, yeah. in terms of relational discretion. Because yeah. everything that happened between couples, and just think about what our what our counselors and stuff told us. Mm-hmm. Y'all can forgive each other way sooner than yeah. your siblings, your friends, oh, yeah. your parents, right? So think about the damage that even does. Mm-hmm. Right. And think about it from a platonic standpoint. If I yeah. told you this homie got on my like now, you might not even know him, but like, I don't mess with him because I yeah. did Josh. Like immediately, you, know you, you you immediately, <laughs> yeah, I don't mess with him. Right. Yeah. But me and him good now. You like, yeah. nope, because he'll do it again. Right? right. So I think certain things, I think there is a level of discretion and stuff we keep to the chest with those we love the most. Mm-hmm. And again, if it becomes dangerous, if it becomes yeah. unlawful, if it becomes predatory, if it becomes all these different things, then yes cry out to the mountains mm-hmm. but beyond that right i feel like we should be able to handle these things human to human or find some kind of mediator to yeah. allow us or help us to manage them human to human yeah because within that <clears throat> i love that what you uh how you uh, kind of broke that down um because within that i think one thing you always say i'm gonna kind of use you again is the fact that you said that uh relate relationship friendships are relationships too mm-hmm. so we can even break this down to even like friendships to where um, subtweeting friends. I've seen people do this stuff like that, like airing your friend dirty laundry out, or you or you have a bad day. Housewives is great for that. You have a bad day, and then yeah, all the business is out there, Just and it's like, there. but y'all y'all friends though. Like, how why do you got to take it to the world? Like mm-hmm, again, you mm-hmm. can do all these things in private. Um, um, but I feel like even nowadays, like it's like an exposure coach. People want to expose people and show yeah. that, like, yeah. and like niggas like. Somebody Drake DM you. You want to let the world know that Drake DM you. Like, why would you do that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a a, a, a lack of trust within that. Um, but as going back to relationships, relationships, <clears throat> I feel like there are certain things when you get to a certain place uh, in relationships and in intimacy. Um, and intimacy could be friendships, but also like romantic intimacy, sure. things of nature. But with a certain level of intimacy, I feel like there is comes a certain level of of the more I begin to share with you, the more then you should be able to um hold more, right? In terms of yeah. information. Like even talk about Jesus, like he had different levels with different disciples, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he would tell them niggas like, this is for y'all. Like when he was on the mountain transfiguration, he showed a couple, he said, basically don't tell nobody this. Like we good. 
Uh, and you, you didn't see them going out there telling everybody like, oh, this nigga Jesus transformed. And you know what I'm saying? Like it was like, and then oh, he, he goes, oh, you know, like my friends, you're my brothers. Like there's with certain levels of, of, of life and relationship and intimacy, then should grow our level of discretion and trust and holding things tight to the chest. Um, um, we both, you know, are in, in a fraternity. Mm-hmm. Well, we within the fraternity, we have line brothers, and we were taught, you know, discretion is important. Like the things that you are, are share with your brothers, you don't you don't talk about. Like you should be able to hold on to certain things. Huh. I, I feel like oftentimes. I'm going the long way to get there. The reason why this culture has gone to sharing things, um, <laughs> I feel like is really like attention seeking behavior. Oh, for sure. It's going it's, to get them. They're going to be viral. They can get all these other things, but at the expense of what? Ex- exactly. That's my thing. What What is the, the cost, you know, of, of exposing somebody? What is the, what, at what, what do you gain? You Typically know? nothing. Mm-mm. Because if you're just a source, that's all you're going to be. Yeah, you're not going to really get anything from that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's something you said I wanted to go back to, but it's it, it's lost on me. So just go ahead. I, if I if I yeah. remember, but I feel like it's 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 not if it's not worth it. But also, I feel like when you start to say the things and expose the things and display the things, I feel like now you're kind of really um, letting the world know what you really think about that relationship. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, oh, here it is. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm the type of person, <clears throat> and it's not even a karma or whatever y'all want to call mm-hmm. it. It's just me, Brian. If me and you fell out today, mm-hmm. podcast over. I mean, we just fell. We are no longer friends. <laughs> like Brian is dead to me, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing that I know about you, mm-hmm. good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. That's going to make the internet or it's going to tell oh, never, somebody else. Never. That's just not who I am. Uh-uh. Because I still value and honor what we once had. Yeah. Now, if somebody asks me about you, I'm going to tell you, I don't mess with him. Yeah. Why and not? I, and I might tell you why when we got into it because it is. Yeah. But that's going to be the extent of that. Right. I'm not, if you if you ask me a suggestion, mm-hmm. like, and you could be good at it. You need some, mm-hmm. you need some insurance or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. I know you could do it. I ain't going to ever recommend you. Now, if your name came up, <laughs> I ain't going to talk against you. I'm just right. going to say, yeah. I don't mess with him. Yeah. But he does. He he does great work. I can't hold you. Yeah. I said that about people I don't care for. Mm-hmm. Right? And you know that we've had conversations about, oh, yeah. I don't really care for them, but I can't deny the fact that they're a great preacher yeah. or that they put on this... Uh, this amazing conference, right? But I don't, I don't, but I don't, certain things you just can't deny. But right. that's another thing. I'm not going to be out here on a smear campaign about that person or anything. Um, right. But there are some people who have done me wrong. Mm-hmm. I do not care for. If I saw, if yeah. they got hit by a bus in front of me, I would keep walking. Mm. There are some people I feel that way about. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, man, that's sad. Mm-hmm. They're d- Perfect example. And y'all just going to have to bear with me because I'm just going to say it the way I'm going to say it. There was a Morehouse student who passed away recently, mm. last year, early My this God. year. Well beloved in the Morehouse community. Mm-hmm. Me and him were at continual odds. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much that we argued, but we got into it real bad freshman year and never recovered. I'm yeah. talking about so much so, he would walk in a circle I'm standing in and would speak to everybody and not me. Wow. Um, I would throw my nini leeche at him, but we got older where we just didn't talk, just avoided each other. Mm-hmm. To my knowledge, he had never went around campus telling how 
much he hated me or blah 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 blah. And mm-hmm. me too. The only people who knew I didn't like him were my closest friends. Yeah. Uh, and some of them were close to him. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you all this context, right? When he yeah. died, we mm-hmm. weren't Facebook friends. So I mean, it was, I mean, I'm not telling you, my timeline was full. Mm-hmm. I had zero feelings. Yeah. And it wasn't because I'm like I lack emotion or empathy. I really was. I was. I was. I felt empathy in two ways. One, mm-hmm. somebody's son, brother, cousin, uncle yeah. has and friend mm-hmm. is gone. Yeah. And that in itself is a human tragedy. Yeah. The second part of it back that we are the exact same age. Mm. So whether it was sickness, incident, accident, whatever, yeah. this person is gone at 33 years old. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. Completely unfortunate. Yeah. So those two things, but from a but I don't have anything, I didn't I don't have no story about him. Yeah. I'm not going to get on the gram and cap. I'm also not going to get on the gram or Facebook and talk about how much we didn't like each other. Right. Because that's not relevant to anything. Right. There, there's a whole community of friends who are mourning this man. Yeah. What purpose would it serve for me to come <clears> in and talk about <throat> how much disdain we have for each other? Right. And for all intents and purposes, we had come to a reasonable conclusion about each other. Yeah. I wasn't, when I saw him at homecoming, I didn't feel no kind of way. I just kept walking. Yeah. Like, and the same thing, like, I wasn't rolling my eyes. And if I did happen to get to a circle and speak to some people and he was there, it was like, what's up, y'all? Speak to the group so there wouldn't be anything too awkward. I don't want no questions. And we move yeah. on. Yeah. Right. So I say all that to say there are people, even in death or whatever, to where you don't have to be that person. Yeah. You can always choose to be a better person. And my love for him as a just a human. Was at that base level, Mm -hmm. but I did not like him, right? Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact he did not like me, and that is okay, right? Um, So again, we don't have to be those people who just throw stuff out just because situations change or dynamics differ. um, Because two things can be true: my experience with him was clearly different than hundreds of others. Yeah, and that didn't make him any less of a great person. Didn't make him any less of what he was to me. Because he could be the same thing about me. His experience of me was very different than yeah. all these other people, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, I'm just I'm, I'm saying that to say that no matter the status of relationship, yeah. we don't have to be these people. So when I see people say stuff like, oh, I keep screenshots and blah, 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 blah. Like, I got some screenshots on my phone, but there's usually of like memes and funny stuff. Yeah. I ain't got a lot of screenshots of text messages unless yeah. I need to prove a point. Mm-hmm. But I'm not just randomly keeping stuff because at the end of the day, you say what you said, I say what I said. We know we know what it is. I don't need to use this against you. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. plan to. Right. Now, Agreed. if me and you are in one-on-one, I might be like, all right, watch your mouth. You know what I'm saying? I might tell yeah. you that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not. But it's never a threat mm-hmm. for anything further. And, and even taking the threat and the exposure and uh, the the scandal out of it all, it is just the... I, I've never understood, you know, going back to the example of Jada and Will, I've never truly understood, like, if Will wasn't, if Tupac was your first look, I really don't understand why that is our business. And yeah. it's consistently our business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I've never understood why some stuff was our business. Like, take yeah. me out the group chat. Well, I know we talked about the group chat last year, yeah. last week. Take, me, take out. me out the group chat. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It's one thing if you were asked, what was you and Tupac's relationship? We knew y'all were close. Well, that was, you know... Technically, my first love, and that, let let that interview live in infamy. Yeah, but you every year, mm-hmm. all this other kind of stuff, like yeah. girl, you know, yeah. and that could be translated to anything. Like, yeah. Anyway, 
Yeah, but I, I guess to, to to what you were saying, um, it, it, and that's it, it doesn't. You don't have to do that. It's all that bone collecting and all that kind of stuff. That that's nice. not that to me. That doesn't that doesn't give good person. Like no it's disrespect. So yeah, it's not. It doesn't give good person. Um, and to me, again, to that same point is like, why would you, if you're my friend, Joshua, yep. why would I be collecting bones anyway? If I'm collecting bones, then we're not friends at all. Like, because I mean, you know what I'm saying? For opportunity. Yeah, you're looking for opportunities where something <laughs> at some point happens. So, so if something happens, uh, then I can go off on you. You know what I'm saying? But in real um, relationship, we gonna have bones anyway because we're always. human and, and because of our proximity, right? And 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 <clears throat> let me see. I can say this without sound like I'm doing stuff, but if the best friends usually have like we know uh, all the bodies it. Well, all the bodies are buried, and I'm, I'm and I and, the, and I say this all the time to you, you and Chris. I hide, the, I help y'all hide the bodies. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's what that's what relationships do. Just like I would do the same thing for your for your wives. I had to do the same thing for my wife. Like, I would, I would help hide the bodies. They're not physical bodies, you know, sure, just sure. for you know legal purposes, right? <laughs> but like, help you get out of jams, help you get out of troubles, and like, what kind of person am I to where? You know, when we fall out, that I'm then gonna expose all these bodies. That's like that doesn't even. And then also on top of that, knowing that you know why I hit my bodies, like that doesn't make any sense. Like a thing that I don't be getting. Right. Yeah. So just, just like just shut up. You know what I mean? So like within that, so we, we kind of said what the, I guess the question would be: What are some um, conversations that you feel uh, cross? the public line like the the place where it goes where should have stayed here went too far what are some of the things you feel and maybe in your relationships plutonic but also like romantic they feel sure, like sure. should shouldn't shouldn't go past the house i think in a marriage you need to have that conversation mm-hmm. and the reason why i say that is because me and you come from a place of ministry right so yeah. there could be examples of stuff when mm-hmm. we get called to do a relationship class like there are stuff that i will say mm-hmm. that me and asher went through but there are also things that I was like, I think one, I think when one of these most recent messages, I was, I, I think I was talking about feelings and therapy. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that me and Ash had been through premier had been through counseling after we got married. And I was like, mm-hmm. and it got rough. Yeah, That's oh, the extent ooh. of it. That's the, that was the, ex, but that was the yeah. extent of that transparency. Mm-hmm. You can sit there and ideate on whatever it is. I'm neither going to confirm with it because it ain't your business. Yeah. Right. So I think having, <clears throat> and Asha knows that I'm good for that. Right. And then, so, and then an, another time I tell a testimony about how Jaden was born. We've told that testimony several times, yeah. right? So that's not anything, right? So I think one is having conversation. If you're in a space where you're you're going, to, you know, you're going to speak about your relationship, mm-hmm. then having a conversation with your spouse or partner yeah. about what's appropriate, what's off limits. I think some things are, um, I think some things are in context. So, like yeah. for example, if somebody had infidelity and y'all decide to stay, and mm-hmm. but again, if you're but if you're in a conversation where you know it's going to be asked. Yeah. Then that's kind of on y'all too to decide how yeah. deep you want to get into that, right? Mm-hmm. Or you could just say that you know my partner cheated. This is how we overcame it. You yeah. still ain't got to go into the details. Yeah. And that's that would be my approach. Y'all yeah. know what happened. I ain't finna detail how many people it was, what we did, how long mm-hmm. it left. None of that matters. What yeah. matters is that we made a decision to work, right? And these are the ways in which we got to this new place. 
Yeah. The and that's just me, right? Mm-hmm. But I also think you need to have that conversation. Um, in terms of like stuff that crossing the line, like I don't know if Asher made me mad over a money decision, I'm mm-hmm. not going out there and be like, you know, inflation high, but these wives out here is the reason why I'm broke because right. my wife. Well, like <laughs> what? Like what? Why would you do that? <laughs> like exactly. Like that. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's just something. And then there and there are certain things. Even when I vent to my brothers, that depend. I may tell you that I'm mad, but I may not give you every intimate detail. Yeah. Because some yeah. stuff, I, that's still my wife. Right. 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 You know right. what I'm saying? I still cherish her as my wife. So there are just certain details that you're never going to get. Mm-hmm. Even if we talk at Runchy, let's keep it a book. Yeah. And we talk like I'm not going to detail what Asha did to me. Like yeah. not not to the detail, right? I'm not because that's my wife, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm just not about to do that. Um, mm-hmm. and that, and to me, those to me in my brain, those are just lines. Those are clear. Yeah. And yeah. I take that same. I think we talked about it a little bit last week at the group chat. I take that same approach with friends. Yeah. Like I had a friend who I have a friend who has um, been jobless for almost a year, mm. and things are getting real tough for them. Mm-hmm. I ain't told nobody how tough it was for them, right? Because because he doesn't want that, mm-hmm. so I'm like, I don't know what you. And then I feel like there's some stuff that they're not telling me because they they're you know they're you know they're the strong one of the they consider themselves one a strong person. But I'm just like, it's not my space to tell you. Now if I feel like it was at a point where they were at harm, mm-hmm. about to lose their place of living or car mm-hmm. repossessed, then I'm bringing the friends together, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey. Yeah, we got to do something. This is what's going on. And I still may go into details. This is what's going on. What can we do? Right? right? At that point, you should that, that, that. But that's what I said going back to the earlier point. It's harm. Like, yeah. homelessness is serious. So if yes. you're going to get evicted, I'm yeah. telling I'm telling somebody. We coming right. together, right? Right. So I think, again, you got to use sure judgment. I think it takes maturity to something you just know or you should know. Mm-hmm. But to answer that directly, I think intimate details around your spouse um, and any issue that it is, mm-hmm. I think, and I'm not just talking about sex. I'm just talking about intimate, close <clears> and stuff. <throat> I think should be kept to the chest. Um, with your family, extended family, you know, close family, friends, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I think um, things that they tell you in secrecy and privacy, yeah. well, privacy, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, they told you it ain't really a secret. But privacy, mm-hmm. um, I think, should be handled with discretion and care. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just the kind of person where I just don't talk about people like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's just also a part of me. Like you could literally tell me, Brian, that you went to the Cheesecake Factory and <laughs> and I don't know and met Angela Rye. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jesus. After we had that conversation, if <laughs> uh, unless I see her on the news, I may remember like, oh yeah, Brian met Angela Rye at Cheesecake Factory yesterday. I might be and just <laughs> random to Asha, but it would take some. It would have to spark something yeah. in me. I'm not going on a tour. Tell me, y'all know Brian? You know met Angela Rye? Angela Rye. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As as I would imagine, you ain't randomly telling people, y'all know Josh interviewed Two Chains? Like, mm-hmm. if he came up, maybe, yeah. like, oh yeah, my best friend interviewed Two Chains. Sure but yeah. I don't know that that's just like a a, a talking point, right? Why, and not to say uh, that you're not proud, but you know, so but it's like, why? Yeah, why would you just bring up random random? Why? Stuff? Just random, yeah. just random. And I think that's something that we see. It'd be so mm-hmm. random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not random like that. So I think those kind of things are just, to me, off anything that is super intimate, mm-hmm. uh, anything that is, you know, and some stuff you ain't even got to say, don't tell nobody. Yeah. You know. Oh, I yeah. think those type of things, you just, you, you keep to the chest until they come to a space to where it's going to cause harm to that person. Yeah. Then we got to reconsider, you know, right. 
you know, what it means to talk about it with someone else. But other than that, man, like, lock them lips. Yeah, and it, that was part of what I preached Sunday. We need a safe, we need a safe and brave space with people. The Bible mm-hmm. even says, "Confess your faults one to another." Yes, yeah, right. So we should be able to have that place where I can tell you, you pray for me. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible says, right? You be yeah. overtaken in the sin, not just sinful mm-hmm. stuff, but to do what? Pray for your brother, yeah. considering yourself yep. that mm-hmm. they may be Work. restored. Yeah, that's the Bible. Yes. It didn't say do nothing else. It didn't say get a counsel. It didn't say do nothing mm-hmm. else. And then it said if y'all, then it said if y'all find yourself at odds, here's mm-hmm. another scripture to get one mediator. Mm-hmm. Not a whole bunch. Of, so the Bible is also very clear. We're gonna keep it in a Christian text, yeah. Yeah. right? About how we handle these type of situations, how we talk to people, how we talk about people, uh-huh. um, all that different kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. and and to that same point, the Bible is also clear in how to not handle a situation where um, Ham saw his dad naked. And drunk, and instead of going in covering his dad, putting his clothes on, he went out and said, "Hey, y'all, look, dad is out here naked." You know what I'm saying? I feel like, and that's what I feel like. People are now getting pleasure in doing in that type of stuff. In yeah. that type of stuff of, of airing, you know, the nakedness, the flaws, and 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 I think it's the certain level of, of recklessness because it's like you're not considering the fact of like. Like the karma, the reaping and sowing that we all, every single one of us, right? Um, yeah. Um, have something. Um, and I say it all the time, like my past keeps me humble because you know, there's things that we've done that, that keep us humble. Like, I, I can't say nothing. I can't put my mouth on people because I know the things that we've done. Everyone has done something within that. Um, Go ahead. What were going to say? No, I was going to say, I had a childhood friend who called mm-hmm. me and told me they was pregnant. And they were nervous about my reaction. And I said, what you want me to say? I said, you do know my child is a year older than my marriage, right? <laughs> and I was a whole preacher out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, and for all intents and purposes, you knew yeah. me, Brian, on a, in the coaching world, I was on a trajectory. Yeah, yeah. I was it's on a trajectory. Meetings and everything, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um... And I think that, you know, Pastor Mosley, shout out to, you know, Pastor Mosley did a great job of dealing with me in that season. Mm-hmm. Um... But at the same time, it's like, even if I didn't have a baby out of wedlock, so to speak, I still wouldn't. I ain't gonna say I wouldn't care. I wouldn't judge you. Right. But you ain't. You shouldn't have definitely not been afraid to tell me. Yeah. Because it's just like I, I've been there, and yeah. I was much younger. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes it, you know, better or worse because you're older and more mature, or whatever, whatever. But at the same time, it's a, it's a similar situation. So yeah. to that point, like. I don't think we consider our, when you were talking about, you know, we all got our stuff. I don't think we consider ourselves. It's not to say that I'm not going to teach my sons to um, be careful with sex. Yeah. Right. To think about the benefits of having children with us, with a, with a, with a partner. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think there are amazing benefits of having, you know, waiting until you're, you know, married or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that that's the only way, but I do think that there are some really great benefits of waiting and doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Legally, custody, all that different kind of stuff we see people go through. You ain't got to go through all that. Yeah. Uh, or at least not as much. I don't you know. You be dealing with some crazy folks. Mm-hmm. But so it doesn't mean I'm not going to teach them lessons, but it does yeah. mean that if it happens to them, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in a space of support. Yeah. Um, I'm going to love them anyway. It's just who I am. Yeah, and, and we're gonna move. And I think in, in many situations, even like the one that we're we're using as a basis of this conversation, mm-hmm. um, I don't think people are again as much as Jada is. Who she, I don't think people are really considering themselves. Yeah, right. There have yeah. been times where I've heard that 
um, you know, Will wanted this big marriage or big wedding. Jada did. Will mm-hmm. wanted this and Jada. And, and again, part of it is her fault because you kept saying yes. Yeah. If it was stuff you didn't want, you said yes. But mm-hmm. at the same time, how many people do we know that felt pressured into doing stuff? Right? Maybe I loved you, but maybe I really didn't want this. Right? I think that I think there are so many sides to every story. Mm-hmm. So even taking them out of the equation, I think we have to consider ourselves. Yes. Right. Uh, our faults, our flaws. What's 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 in the the bones that we got? Yeah. That ain't never fell out the closet. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, William Murphy got a line in the song says, uh, uh, "I'm free indeed because he kept my secrets." Right. Mm-hmm. That's there's some stuff that really is that's just. That's locked and loaded. Yeah, and I believe yeah. that is the mercy of God. Yes. I really believe that's the mercy of God. Now we don't want to play with that, mm-hmm. but I really believe that that is the mercy of God. And we have to, and we have to, and I think if we lean into that, mm-hmm. we'll all be better people, have a better society. And I, I think people have forgotten mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like real mercy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And and why we wrap this up, I think that was a great, great point to wrap it up um within this is I guess we can close with the importance, the overarching importance of safe spaces. Um, um, would you say that grace, mercy, and accountability are probably the top three uh, important? Ooh, Brian, that's a podcast I guess. episode. <laughs> what do you say? That's a podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> are the most important parts of the of the safe space? Um, within that, like the the grace, the mercy, the accountability, like just mm-hmm. the allowing us to be free in these spaces. Sure. Um, and and I guess I can wrap here, but I feel like... Ooh, you got me turning. I know we need to move. <laughs> what? Because safe spaces bother me because mm-hmm. they typically lack accountability. Yeah. Safe spaces say, I can say whatever I want to say because it's a safe space, I won't be judged. Mm-hmm. And that's that lack of accountability. Please, no, no, yeah. no, no. You can say what you want to say, mm-hmm. but let's break. That's why I believe in brave spaces because if you're yeah. brave enough to say it, mm-hmm. you're brave enough to be critiqued about it. You should be yeah. strong enough. Mm-hmm. And like white people do that a lot. I'm yeah. sorry, my DEI rolls up. Mm-hmm. And they'll say that, well, it's a safe space. Like, okay, but, so so now that we got this out here that you racist, mm-hmm. let's dissect this. Right. Let's figure this let's out. Do, right. Let's do and, and I think even in a relationship, and I'll, I'll let you wrap. We have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I think we talked about this later with your group chat. If Brian came out here and said, oh, I'm mad at this, I'm mad at that, blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. All right, so now what did you do? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about you, how you like how you responded, right? Yeah. Now, I agree 90% of that may be on another person, but there's a 10% mm-hmm. that we need to we need to talk through, right? Yep. Um, and, and I think that's, that's that accountability piece. That's that mercy. Because I'm going to give you mercy. I'm going to give you grace. Uh, but I, I want to make sure that at the end of it, you're also better. We're not just, I'm just not telling you right because you're my friend. Yeah. But I'm giving you guidance, counsel. Uh, and then knowing when to tap out. When I'm not the friend, I had a friend who was talking to me about some struggles that they were going through. And I said, you need to talk to a licensed clinical professional. Mm-hmm. And their question was, well, dang, I can't talk to you. I said, yeah, you talk to me. I yeah. said, but what you're going through, bro, there's no level of advice that I can give you right now that can adequately solve or help you think through what you need to go through. I have some therapy tools because I'm a therapy. I'm in therapy, mm-hmm. but I can't walk you through your journey because that's not my that's not my subject matter expertise. So right. I also think knowing when to tap out and taking that to a place where legally it's going to be discreet mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is important as well. So yeah, uh, I was trying to read something on my phone that kind of says when I feel like these these spaces, these brave spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the spaces we're we're not there to to, you know, we're not going to condemn. Condemn is really like saying you're going to hell, right? Mm-hmm. We're not there to condemn. 
we're also not there to condone because the behavior is the bad behavior. We're not there to condone, um, but we're there to, to correct, right? It's the it's how can we correct this, you know, this this occurrence, and that's what we all I think is kind of the theme for the year is the community. Like, mm-hmm. what stays in this this group chat, what stays in this family, what stays in this relationship is 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 for the perfection of both of us, right? Relationship and community is for the perfection, the building, the edifying, the growing of the community. So what can I do as a brother or, or a sister or a husband, mm-hmm. a wife, to mm-hmm. when you bring me information or what's in our relationship, how can we then better our community, which is our family, which is our community, to, to then enhance and build our, our greater community? And to your point, the you can't, once you confess it, then we got to, you know, correct it, right? Yeah. Um, so that's what I was I was trying to find my notes on that because that's something I've been kind of thinking about recently is the importance of community and and how we biblically can, you know, not condemn, not condone, yeah. but, you know, confession. Because yeah. people people want to confess things. It's, we want to, I want to be able to come to Josh and be like, Josh, bro, I've been holding this in and I just need yeah. to talk to somebody about it. And, and I need to be able to feel like Josh can be like, you know what? I understand. I I understand what you're going through. I hear you. I, I you know maybe it may be, I and just to kind of make it a, a brave space, a safe space. I've been there before, and this is what I've done before. Yeah. So I've I understand. With the same thing. I've struggled with the same thing. I've done the same <laughs> yep. thing, or even I mean, I'd be the exact same thing. But I understand what it feels like to, um, to you know, uh, be self-critical or you know things of that nature. But yep. this is what I did. Yeah. And then this is how we are going to walk with each other to correct the situation so that we can yeah, continue to grow. Man. Yeah, um, man. And I feel like that's something that's important. So what stays in this house, so we understand the overarching theme and it's purity, um, but yeah. um, um, let's let's continue to be great people, great community um, uh, for each other. Anything before we head out to the Pockets of Joy? No, man, I think that was an excellent wrap-up. Okay, all right. Man. Well, uh, let's hit the Pockets of Joy. Let's do it. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, you could never ever bring me down. Couldn't do it then. Couldn't. All right, puzzle pieces. Uh, we are at the place in the space in the episode where we uh, talk about things we're doing currently or uh, or looking to do to intentionally bring joy to our lives. Josh, what are you planning on doing to bring joy to your life? So I see you smiling already. Yeah. So I'm a. You know, at the, in these last few, you know, I, I love the fact that we could talk about what we have done mm-hmm. that brought us joy. So y'all know I was in New York for work. Okay. And on one end, I told you I was a little sad because I missed the reunion concert, but that's fine. Uh-huh. My day, my day ended a little earlier than what was on schedule. Uh-huh. So first of all, let me tell you this: that last day, Friday, I rode the train from Yonkers to Brooklyn all by myself and didn't wow. get lost. Okay. I was transferring, Brian. I was doing it. I was a New Yorker. Uh-huh. You hear me? I love it. I love it. Because mm-hmm. I also, even though my job was paying for it, those mm-hmm. Ubers and Lyfts across New York, so expensive yep. versus a $6 train ride. Mm-hmm. So I um, I sucked it up and did. And I did take me a lift to the airport because I wasn't doing that. But around the city, I was like, because some of my coworkers helped me navigate it that Thursday night. So Friday, I did it by myself. Yeah. Because I had some extra time, I went to Brooklyn. I went to the mm-hmm. Brooklyn Central Library. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. You have something brought home. Yeah, I had, I, I took like five of them. I'm so black. You know, if a black folk <laughs> go to a fume, can I get a couple of them obituaries? Right, Reverend. And it, it's just an outline of what was in the museum, which I'm mm-hmm. so glad I need to erase some of those pictures. It just shows you everything that was in there. Yeah. Um, it's 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 free. 
Okay. Open to the public. It is two stories. Yeah. So the whole, and then they did a recreation of one of his um, early studios, mm-hmm. like exact replica. Um, they got a bunch of videos, things explaining um, just his choices. They got all of his awards, the, the BET Awards, where he won it with Crazy and Love. I mean, back when BET Awards was B, when the BET Awards were the BET Awards. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was, so I was like, I can't have this kind of time. Cause I, cause most of my friends, again, I know people, I, I think I talk about this. I know quite a few people in major cities, mm-hmm. but my friends got jobs or at least colleagues or acquaintances, whatever you want to call it. They got jobs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. at two, three o'clock, them niggas at work. Um, <laughs> so since my day ended early and I was the only person left because the rest of my team had already left or did something else, I'm like, I'm in a space in my life to choose enjoy means that I'm not waiting on anybody to do what I want to do. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's that's a part of my choosing joy. So that means going to, like, I went to Junior's Cheesecake. Oh, okay. The one in Brooklyn. Mid. Okay. You I don't know why. Or you got the food? What'd you get? I got both, and the okay. food was bad, and the cheesecake yeah, the was mid. Okay. I, I'm going to tell you why I did it. Because after I went to the museum, the train ride back to Manhattan, where I was staying, was 30 mm-hmm. minutes. Okay. So, and by the time I got back, I also needed to go to Zara because I wanted to see what the Zara on Fifth Avenue looked like because mm-hmm. I was saying I need to give me a couple of pieces uh-huh. um, for Afrotech that's coming up. So, I yeah. needed to keep some time for that. But So, I was like, let me just eat because yeah. I was hungry. Let me yeah, just yeah. eat and knock it all out. And I got a burger. I played it safe. So, it wasn't like too bad, but it mm-hmm. wasn't that good. Yeah. Remember, that cheesecake came out. It wasn't bad cheesecake. But I'm going to say this. In New Yorkers, y'all might be mad. Cheesecake Factory Cheesecake was is better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then Junior's. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why Diddy had them folk walking all the way to Brooklyn to get that cheesecake. No, it's not. That it was not worth it. And at first, I thought it was the strawberry topping because it was like some very generic gelatin looking strawberry. Yeah, yeah. I scraped it off okay. and just ate the cheesecake and still was like, yeah, I, so this I, ain't it. I don't think it's me. I, I'm, I'm not saying. To me, when I go to New York, I just get it because it's, it's nostalgia. Sure. So I go, sure. I usually get the, the cheesecake. Probably the, I try different ones: pineapple, blueberry, whatever. Sure, sure. From Juniors um, is what you're saying. Juniors, yeah, okay. I just do it because it's it's a touristy thing. Yeah, uh, I get a slice of pizza in, in Times Square. It's just certain things I just do. Um, but yeah, I, I never, I, I, I don't get food from there. Though. I know it's like one of those things. Like, no. In context, that's the only. As I was go eat in Manhattan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm I'm like, bro, when I tell you I was hungry, hungry. Oh, yeah, I get and it. I didn't want to put that cheesecake on my stomach because I hadn't really eaten. Because the place I was there earlier for lunch, they had like pizza with cheese pizza. Mm-hmm. And I had like one slice just to like to hold me over. I was like, I need to eat. eat um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm going to tell you why it was. It was mid, I think, because my expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've had it from Publix. You know, they sell the frozen one. And it was, and the frozen was okay. I'm like, mm, but that's because it's been manufactured. It's been shipped. It's made, Let me get I the real thing. in New York too. Yeah, and I'm just like, it so taste, it just wasn't. It taste fresh. It wasn't. And, I, and I've had much better cheesecake from different places. And so, it's like cold. Is, did you get the one out of the, the little, it's like cold? I don't know where like, he got it from. The okay. waiter just brought it to me. And it was, it felt like it was like formerly frozen. Like, yeah, it yeah. felt manual. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, anyway, I but my pocket of joy was exploring New York and not, because I was supposed to go one of my um, Blavity Afrotech coworkers. Mm-hmm. They got caught up in some articles and stuff. And they was like, oh, we're going to be able to go. I was like, well, I'm still going. Like, mm-hmm. I would have loved to have done it with someone. Mm-hmm. And I actually ended up running into um, an old classmate at the museum. So that was okay. cool. Like, we right. stopped and chatted. And he was like, Josh. And I was like, Joe. And we just, like, we just, <laughs> and we, we stopped for a minute, you know, dapped it up and went on about our business. So, like, yeah. it was cool. It was cool to explore all them black people in there loving on 
Jay-Z, yeah. um, walking through Brooklyn and just admiring uh-huh. the blackness, yeah. the people selling gold chains on the streets. I love and, it. Uh, one man was um, getting the thing ready for some oxtails and rice to mm-hmm. sell on the mm-hmm. street. Right, I, was about to, I was about to get me a street food plate. I, had, I, was, I was gonna pray and cover because I had my I keep yeah. my oil in my bag too. Uh-huh. So I was gonna hey, cover that food, but he wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And I had to get back on that train because I wanted mm-hmm. to get my juniors, one of my yeah. cheesecake. And um, but yeah, man. So it was just just doing, just doing it. And I was telling yeah. Asher, I was like, when you go to a city like New York, I love New York. You got like New York, LA. It's certain places where you just can't sit in your hotel room. You nah. got it. It's so go. much to see and to do and explore. Yeah. Like when I go to Raleigh tomorrow, I'm mm-hmm. going. When I land, I'm going to my room. I'm gonna look over this presentation. I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Friday yeah. morning, I might, depending on how I feel, I might wake up and get a workout in. I'm going to do these sessions. I'm out of there. Yeah. Not to say that Raleigh ain't got nothing. I'm just like, I'm not interested because mm-hmm. I really don't want to go, but I'm not interested. But if it was New York, I'd scrape up some strength. Bro, it's and find always something open. New York is always open. Like, it's 2 o'clock at night. You can walk down the street and it's just open. And I had some authentic Cuban food mm. that um, that Thursday. The place called Sophia's, mm-hmm. so good. I went to the Lower East Side, I went to the Upper East. Side. I really saw a lot of New York because the, mm-hmm. this affiliate covers all of New York. Yeah. So I was able to experience Brooklyn, Harlem. I had dinner in Harlem oh, yeah. with the Red Rooster. Right. Oh yeah, um, Market Sam is. Uh, it's right next to. Yes. Yes. So yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. well. It was good. It is definitely so full with a twist. Heavy on the twist. Uh huh. Um, but it was good. Did you walk by? Did you go to? Because that's right there. Not that's like a block or two from from Apollo. Did you go to the Apollo? I didn't. So what ended up happening was that same. So I had dinner with colleagues at Red Rooster, and I was meeting uh-huh. with my Blavity coworkers right after. So I uh-huh. took the train and met them in the Lower East Side and went to this place okay. called Pretty Ricky's. Okay. Um, and just kind of hung out for a little bit. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't really explore, but I but I saw it though. I was there, yeah. and you know. Yeah. And got to, and I saw the difference between what Harlem looked like versus what Brooklyn culture was versus yeah. what I was in Queens, was uh-huh. in Yonkers over there by Mary J. Blige. Now, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, 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 I saw different. Manhattan, and then yeah. I was like five blocks away from Times Square. Yeah. Um, the Palestinian people were protesting him, shut down the street. I almost missed my flight because my air, my lift couldn't get through. I had mm. to walk four blocks with my bag just to get to him because wow. I'm like, I'm not. I need to. I need to get to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The only thing left I want to do. Like just legit touristy, I want to do. I do want to go to the Apollo. Mm-hmm. I want to go to an actual on Broadway play. Yeah, and I want to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. I want okay. to like do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else can kind of be, you know, whatever happens. But those are like some very touristy things that I yeah. want to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what and I, that's what I want to do this year. I know Lauren is trying to keep pushing stuff back, but I want to. And the reason why I want to go to the Jay Z exhibit, and it ends on December fourth, which is yeah. his, his birthday. But I also I want the I want to go to New, I want to take Brooklyn to New York so she can go to FAL Schwartz like mm. and see New York Christmas time you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, yeah. go pick out a toy do some ice skating you know what I'm saying I want I'm trying to do it this year but I understand yeah. this what this works out but I've been looking at tickets and stuff like that because I but I want to go to the Jay Z exhibit and it's and it's not coming back you know what I mean it's like a and and that a, was the other reason like because I'm like I have no plans to be back yeah so. so. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm gonna try to get there yeah. after like Thanksgiving, between like Thanksgiving and, and whatever. But hit up Marcus. He claimed he want to do a, a a day trip. Maybe some y'all can just go down there, do. Yeah. Come on back. Yeah, I'm I'm down to do something. I'm a, I'm a type of I'm a nigga that I'll do the the flight early in the morning, go do that, hang out there, and then come back. Here's the, last the thing: flight. it is exhausting, but it's only two floors, mm-hmm. so I I walk through it in about an hour fifteen. I felt like I took my time with it. Okay. Cause not even a whole lot to read. It's not like museum, museum. It's like a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff on display. 
Mm-hmm. And so you just kind of admire. There's a few things you can read, but it's not a, it's not like the the the, the um, Civil Rights Museum in D.C. where you like okay. engrossed in history. There's yeah. a few things you can read and enjoy, but those are like maybe five pieces. Everything else are just like um, the the original tape from Hard Knock Life is in a glass, okay. right? So you okay. you can't be like, oh, this is dope, but you ain't. But like after you look at it, then what else you? Yeah, you know. So, so I'm saying so like within an hour, hour fifteen, yeah. you could really. You so it's it probably like the Tupac exhibit that they had in LA. We went, we need to go see. It's just a bunch of his like clothing and artifacts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But I, I want to see it because it's for the culture. I, you know. Oh yeah, and it's and, uh, and it was like, dope. So yeah. yeah, definitely do it. But yeah, that yeah. brought me joy being able to do that and explore and just kind of yeah take in take in all that black culture in that yeah. way. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, that's what's up. Glad to hear that. Uh, this week for joy, um, Lauren is doing all homecoming stuff okay. this week. So it's gonna be me and Brooke. Um, just Brooke and Brian doing the things that we do. So there's going to be no rules. And no rules? No rules. When it's me in Brooklyn, rules don't exist. I just, we were trying to live. You know, mommy be wanting to have rules. Bedtime is this time. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Me and Brooklyn have no rules. We're going to eat wings and watch movies and just do stuff like that. So uh, that's going to be bringing me joy this weekend. Me and Brooke just thugging it out uh, while mommy enjoys all of her Clark Atlanta University Alpha Pi 20-year it's reunion. Um, stuff. Shout out our friend Jackie Rogers too. We're gonna be Shout right out, right there in the midst of it. She was missy at you. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she was. She was important on. on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now let's go over to um the PO box. Do we have a letter we, this week? Um. Oh, I guess not. We, we they don't. They don't. You know, Brian Jenkins ain't coming to bring us nothing. He ain't bring us nothing. Madagascar took a took a day. Maybe this was his <laughs> uh, Columbus Day treat to himself. Maybe I don't recognize that day, but you uh, know, the whole only, only Christopher we recognize is Moore and Wallace. And Wallace. it was all a dream. I used to read <laughs> more of magazine, salt and pepper, heavy dip in the limousine. That's a good song. That's, That's a great song. song. <laughs> all right, uh, I guess then we go to Greater Conversation. Let's get into it. All right, let's do it. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, great conversation. This is where we talk about the things uh, we said, you know, talking about confession earlier and getting some things off of our chest. Greater conversations where the point in the episode where we get some things off of our chest. I said every week, uh, tomorrow's not promised, so cuss them out today. Uh, I'm going to go first this week. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, sure. Um, because you've been traveling, I've been traveling. Traveling um, shoes, Lord. And got on my traveling shoes. <laughs> and I was, like I said, I was, had a trip to Houston. Yeah. I get to the airport and I'm thinking, you know, I have pre-check and all that kind of stuff. Sure. I also have digital ID. So Delta at Atlanta has a thing called digital ID to where they can, you can go through pretty quick because they just scan your face. I'm still waiting right? mine to get approved. But yeah. Yeah. So digital ID. So they scan your face and you get through pretty quickly too. So I have all the mechanisms in Atlanta to get through the airport pretty quickly. I get there, got a great parking spot. And another thing is they're, they're shutting down one of the major parking, parking lots at Hartsville Jackson. Which one? It's all, the the Delta uh, economy lot, really? It's like yeah, they're shutting it down on the twenty third. Why? And I don't know. If, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. So which is which is my greater conversation? Hartsville Jackson, y'all doing too much. Y'all are shutting things down. Y'all y'all are ruining the airport. But my biggest concern is TSA. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you have ever been to a Walmart, if you've ever been to a Dollar Tree. And you know they got all these lines that are available, but only like two or three are open. That mm-hmm. is 
Hartsfield mm-hmm. Jackson TSA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can surely say me and Josh are not airport snobs. We, you know, I'm going to speak for you, but I'm, I may be airport snob. But um, we've traveled through many of airports throughout the great United States. Josh mm-hmm. just went to Northern California, Southern California. You, I just went to Houston. I've been all these places. We've been to places. Josh and I travel. We, we go do. through the airports. And we can truly say, and I'm, I'm going to say myself, but you let me speak for yourself, that the Hartsfield-Jackson TSA is the least efficient process in, in America. If it was a restaurant rating, they would be shut down. It's, it's so F. bad. It's it, so bad. bad. It is, and they're it the is busiest horrible. airport in the world, which means they should be equipped. It should be... It sh- and it's not. It's it's. I think I everybody almost, expects some traffic, some congestion. Yeah. But what we experience in Hartsfield, it's it's so bad. I don't know who their <laughs> manager is, but they need to they need to reassess some things. One, we only have we have International, which is another terminal. So the entrance there. We have North Checkpoint. We have South Checkpoint. We have the TSA checkpoint, not TSA, the pre-check checkpoint. So, so basically, they're hurting all of these people, all these busy folks, busiest airport in the world, through like four checkpoints. And not even because the, those main checkpoints, bro, go to all gates, all flights. No exactly. Matter so you really just get your ticket and check your bags on opposite sides. Then you merge. Yes. <laughs> and y'all have like 10 uh, machines. And, and two even people. those 10 machines. And two people. The 10 machines don't even be open. And and then when the, when they scan your bag through, why is it five of y'all yelling at me? Somebody get on this line and check IDs and boarding passes. Y- yes, I don't I don't need fifty people telling me to take my shoes off. Put your don't take your backpack off. You ain't got to take nothing out your bag. One person on each at each lane, and then yes. maybe two people to check a bag if it goes off. The rest yeah. of y'all can be scanning IDs and boarding passes. Yeah, and then it goes to the machine. They got these new machines, and then they take forever to scan the machines. You got to stand there by your bags. It's just a terrible process, and I and I understand like they Hartford Jack's the only airport where you really got to get there two hours in advance, even with pre check and all that kind of stuff. You got to get there well in advance. There's so many times I missed, I'm almost missed flights, you know, because just the 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 lack of efficiency. Whereas I can go to, um, I've been to Baltimore recently. I get mm-hmm. in in a second. I went to I went to Houston. Got in. 15 minutes. I went to Philly. Less than 15 minutes. Five I just minutes. left LaGuardia. I was there an hour 15 minutes before my flight. Straight. And then you and didn't run, didn't rush. And went LaGuardia to the wrong is a major they, airport. Because they changed the airport. They changed the gate at the last minute. And had to, you know, that's a huge airport. Had to walk mm-hmm. 10 minutes across and, and still was in time before they boarded. Yeah. JFK, same thing. I I've I've been to a lot of JFK airports. Is so terrible. Well, go ahead. It's a, it's a, it's a terrible airport. <laughs> we, we flew out of there to go uh, to Paris, but and and Laguardia used to be a terrible airport. It used to be bad, but now it's it's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. It's my it's, it's my airport of choice in New York. I'm going in to New York. York. Yeah, Laguardia. Uh, chef's kiss. Um, but I just think Hartford Jackson. I need to get it together, man. For it to be the biggest airport, and they in the always world. working on some. They always building some. Always something. Like, always like you said, the park life in the ship. Probably they finna repave it or. Reconfigure it or something like it's an economy just, lot. It's supposed right. to be a, it's the cheap one. Leave it, it alone. It's the it's the one that if you don't want to pay the for like nineteen dollars to, to have the over joint or whatever, it's just it's just so much. And 
I, I just I I just despise Hartsville Jacks. I like the yeah. food options and stuff like that, and I and I'm familiar with it. But I just I just despise it. And for it to be the busiest airport in the world, it's just speaking of food just, options, I don't like that I gotta go to Concourse B just to get some Popeyes. Oh yeah. I feel yeah. there's no consistency. I feel like Popeyes should be on every one. Yeah. <laughs> because if I'm on A and I got a taste for it, I'm getting back on that train. Oh yeah. And I'm going to Concourse B to get my chicken and yeah. I'm coming back to A. So you the person that begin uh, the Popeyes like early in the morning? That's when it's the best. <laughs> because no one's there. I did that on one of my trips. I left at like 10. I had Popeyes at 10.30 a.m. A three-piece spicy dark with a pepper and some red beans and rice. When I tell you that chicken had just came out that grease and mm. them women hadn't gotten irritated yet so they had a good attitude. Mm. Pleasurable experience. I went this last time around noon, lunch. Can I help you? <laughs> it was bad. The chicken wasn't even what, that what hot. It wasn't even that hot. <laughs> But yeah, I'm the, I'm the guy who eat Popeyes at 9 a.m. If it's okay. at the airport, I'm getting me some Popeyes. Cause I be judging. I be judging. I walk by the Popeyes. Judge me. Either I get on the plane or I'm getting off the plane. And you see people like <laughs> eating full Popeyes meals. I'm like, y'all can eat full Popeyes in the morning? A three piece. <laughs> Spicy dark. <laughs> Pepper and a side. And a large mm. Sprite. Mm. My options don't change too much, Reverend. That's similar to my, my church's chicken. I, a church, I tell you the church on Tuesday nights. Uh, we changed Bible study from Wednesday to Tuesdays and they had the, the, uh, those specials on Tuesday nights. But yeah, to your point, bro, I agree with you about Hartsfield. It's just, it's just like ugh. LAX is, I think LAX is the traffic around LAX. Oh, yeah. I've never yeah. had an issue inside of LAX. No, it's, no, been bu- it's been busy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I've never waited. I, there's been times in Hartsfield, I've waited an hour to get through security. An hour yes. and a half. The max I've waited at LAX was like 25 minutes. Bro. I was just there um, Sunday night, right? The line wasn't even that long. It took me 60 minutes to get through TSA. 60 minutes to get through TSA. It, should, it shouldn't take that long. And mind you, we have people in our lines who are missing their flights because they just couldn't get through. And the airlines be acting like they don't care. They're just like, but most, some, a lot of us be there early enough. Yes. It's just so bad. Because yes. like, I know a lot of people judge people checking bags. I don't like carrying bags through the airport. I just right. don't. If I don't so, have to, I, I and especially it. if it's a bigger bag, I'ma check it. But yeah. like, bro, the same thing with check. Like Delta, there were there were no less than a hundred of us in this check bag line. They had three people checking bags. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, and but but yeah. they got all these other people telling us like looking at us do the the self tag. Like, get away from this self tag machine and get yeah. on one of the computers. Because even with the self tag, we still got to take it to the counter. Exactly. So you like. We can self we can self tagging is easy. If you can and read, then you got agent assist. No one's in that line. Mm-mm. Like and you, so you're not even redirecting for. Hey, let me send about ten of y'all over here. Like yeah. you're just letting these it's people true. suffer. Like yeah. it's no efficiency, no process. Yeah, Hartford no Jackson anything. is Hartford is, Jackson is terrible. Is, it is terrible. So terrible. I, I love Atlanta, but that, that airport needs. Whew, it's stressful. It is very stressful. Um, and I don't like it. So. Uh, but that's that's my great conversation. You want to add anything? You got something else, or you, we you tag team that one? Um, the only thing I add is that it is teacher conference week at both of my son's schools. Mm-hmm. And again, from a DI perspective, y'all did it all week, but y'all got slots and days really on during the day. That's why J- Josh is getting out of school at one thirty today. I got to go pick him up, and it's like, thank God I work from home. But mm-hmm. I, what about the parents who can't navigate? Yeah. That yeah, you gave us a whole week, but like that's still a lot. To be able to to have to do so, um, I don't. I just want y'all. I mean, I, I don't want to tell y'all about today's old. But when we were doing parents' conference, it was from three to seven mm-hmm. for one day. 
Mm-hmm. And you get it in. But it was that long because they understood most. And it was packed between like 530 to 7. Because that's mm-hmm. when parents could come. And when they got it in, parents mm-hmm. got it in. So I just want teachers and school systems, well, not teachers, school systems to think through that more. I understand teachers, y'all want to be there all day. But maybe we condense it to two days and do it from like 4 to 730. And you might get more participation. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, I just wanted to say that because it's just, I understand my privilege in the situation. Yeah. Every parent doesn't have the same privilege I have. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it probably speaks even louder in marginalized communities mm-hmm. where those parents are not as able, um, to take off. And yeah. I just think it's unfortunate, especially if you need to, if you need to speak to their parent or they want to check on their child, they don't have the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it. That's all I got. <clears throat> all right. Sounds good. Um, I think, is that it? If that's it, then that wraps up another episode of the Jigsaw right. Podcast. Um, right. As always, we want to thank you for joining in and being here with us. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. And um, yeah, keep rocking with us. Please do. You know, we I said all the time that puzzle pieces, we are great without you. We're great with you. Uh, continue <clears throat> to check out us on social media. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian here, the Jigsaw Podcast. Uh, we're on every single platform you can think about imaginable for podcasts. So check us out there. Five stars mm-hmm. or nothing at all. Leave a mm-hmm. comment. Let us know how great we're doing. Continue to engage in anything we put on social media. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Jazz. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about the show, any ideas, send it to us. Send us in a DM. Slide in the DM. Let us know. We would love to talk about what you want us uh, to talk about. Uh, if you have something coming up in the future, invite us. We may not come, but you know, let us know that you want us there. Uh, the email at the Jigsaw, the Jigsaw Podcast, at Gmail. Um, and I think that is it before we sign off, Josh, let the people know what they need to do. All you can do is what you can, while you can, the very best ways you can, but in all you're doing, please, please, please don't go college your work undone. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.